What's going on, everybody? Before we get into an actual live episode of the Switch It Up podcast, just want to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space. So you always know what you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately get connected with people that fit your audience. To register, that is podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. On today's episode, guys, we have an actual live recording. I was actually, Ty and I were in the same place when this was recorded and it actually went surprisingly well. We talked about Age of Calamity DLC. We talked about Mario Musso possibilities, Game Builder Garage, which we missed on, which we missed when it was debuted a couple episodes ago. We talked about some other stuff I honestly can't remember right now. And then we pitched our own video game movies, which was a ton of fun. And you guys should stick around for that one. Leave a rating and review. It helps us out a lot in the algorithm. We really appreciate it. And more importantly, enjoy the show. gamers welcome back to another episode of the switch it up podcast season two episode 41 less than 10 episodes away from the big 100 lifetime episodes my name is tyler joined as always by my co-host colby in a very literal sense joined as we for the first time in the history of this podcast are in the same room together colby how are you doing on this uh looking behind you cloudy day right now cloudy but hot i mean it's been boilers here in pennsylvania the past couple of weeks but yeah the reason I'm here is because I, as you guys know, I'm in between houses right now, and I was at my grandmother's house, and we recorded episode 90 <laughs> in its entirety, as I told you last time, and it's just in the Skype database somewhere. Yeah. We don't have it, so we the, just decided to come do it in person. Yeah, as you saw on Twitter, uh, the Outcast podcast uh, boys were calling us out for having 17 seconds of that episode <laughs> we, we saved. T- we took care of them, don't worry. Yeah, we, we were able to fire back with our own, uh, our own little jab. Exactly, but, but I'm fine. I actually... This actually kind of like feels normal. It doesn't feel weird yet. Not I, still, have, <laughs> still a little bit to go, but yeah, you got it all set up without any real problems. Hopefully, we hopefully we can actually like archive this episode since we don't have to rely on Skype. But yeah, I'm doing well. As I said, in between moves, uh, grandmother's house is hot as hell, but <laughs> still, it's just nice to be there for now. Heading down to North. We're actually recording this on a, what Saturday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to North Carolina tomorrow. By the time you're listening, I'm already there, but. Yeah, not, not a lot to report on the gaming front, unfortunately. <laughs> Mario Golf will be out in less than a month, That's or, or a month about. Miitopia came out yesterday, not going to spend $50 yeah, on no. that. That's not really my cup of tea, but yeah, nothing really else to report on. Uh, Tyler, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Uh, not too much to report on the gaming side as well. Kind of the same as always. I've uh, been keeping up with Apex Legends, uh, and I mentioned in the last, uh, well, the lost episode now, that I had started replaying For Honor uh, after a long time because my buddies were playing it, and I saw that it was still getting support, which I got to give props to Ubisoft for. Five years of support for that game makes me wish that some other games that I really liked uh, would 
have that kind of support like Titanfall 2, for example. But uh, by this time, that that fat has already passed. I'm already over it. Uh, And I've now gone back to the cycle of Monster Hunter, Apex Legends, Dying Light, and then just kind of repeating the cycle, as well as gotcha games. As always. Uh, You know, always do the gotcha updates. Tempest Trials are out for... uh, for Fire Emblem Heroes, uh, Fallen Edelgard is just carrying my sorry ass through every single stage. Likewise. Uh, you know, trying to get as many orbs as possible. Still trying to summon for those new uh, I get wedding-themed units. Uh, uh, the name of the Tempest Trials Engagement, I know that much. Yeah, I was about to say, it's it's called Engagement, that's I, right. I, I'm, I'm pulling for them as well, just so I can have the... The bonus. The, the bonus, yeah. If I can get the bonus with the two-time multiplier in my morning sessions, I'll be, I'll be good. I've yet to complete a Tempest trial, so that'll be... Oh, you're, you're waiting to do it. I think you should, you should do at least one, because you'll get a shit ton of orbs, like... Oh, no, yeah, I, I, I did I did do a Tempest trial. Oh, you trial. mean, like, fully complete? Yeah, fully complete, yeah, like, okay. get the, all the rewards and stuff. I could really use, like, the 400 gems they give you, so... That's true. We have, um, <laughs> from, I believe, Fates... Uh, Katria, I don't know. She's a duo with someone else I don't recognize. Yeah, I don't recognize any of the characters. Ashana is a bridal novice. She's a bowsman. Uh, Saul, minister of love. I'm guessing he's a healer. Yeah. And then we have Juno, who is a soaring bride. I don't know who the go-to unit is. Yeah. I, just, you know, I'll have to put that into Discord, see what the go-to one is. Yeah, I, I'd say the duo unit is because it has attack speed push, which is just gives you buff to attack and speed at, at the cost of a little HP after you hit. I just found out how to do IVs too, so this is actually useful information. I was about to say, we, we, were, we were learning a lot pre-recording, but uh, I'm going for that one because that was the same one LaRachel had in the last Tempest Trials, and oh, she's I a healer, her. and she can just two-shot like a shit ton of things. Yeah, I got healer. her. She's a beast. She is absolutely insane, so I was going for that one. I got Juno as a four-star, which kind of sucks, but uh, I didn't really want to invest in that. But I learned you get a free five-star unit, uh, in the Tempest, Tempest Trials. Trials. It's and like 15,000 yeah, score. Yeah. yeah, and he is a bonus himself. And I've been able to get to that just doing the three times per day. You know, because Fallen Edelgard, make sure your HP is up, your survivability is up, it, all your scores are uh, Fallen Edelgard, like, best unit in the game? Like, best unit I have, right, by far. Absolutely. Like, even unmerged. Like, you guys, if you guys have played Fire Emblem Heroes and you haven't at least tried to get one copy of her, absolutely go by for the it. time you're listening you'll five days left it's absolutely worth spending all your orbs yeah on the it. right now the investment on the investment opportunity for fallen needle guard is enormous like you don't even need to invest a shit ton of like resources into her base kit is totally fine uh i gave her heavy blade as my uh as my sacred seal so every like since her attack is to the roof every one hit she does she gets a countdown on her special gauge so she's just immediately ready to do it every time so <laughs> Yeah, that's enough Fire Emblem Heroes, though. Pokemon Masters, uh, community events going good. We're almost to our 4 million battles that we need to get the... Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. I, I think... I was about to say, I'm so, I'm talking about that as if you guys already know. I think I introduced the fact that we have our first community event last episode. Yeah, like... But, yeah, we have our first community event, uh, Kyogre and Groudon uh, event, oh, yeah, paired up with Maxi, with Maxi and Archie, uh, our boys, and... The community as a whole needs to battle them a certain number of times to get a certain number of rewards. Uh, four million is the big one because that gives you sync move candies, which basically basically gives you a duplicate of any character you want to power up an existing character, uh, which is incredibly useful. They're the equivalent of a shit ton of gems, so they're giving you a lot of rewards for that. So it's nice to see new things coming out of that. Uh, I just got B, uh, the fighting type Galarian gym leader uh, with Surfetched. 
interesting unit. Uh, has a single attacking move, but just the rest of her kit is all buffs to speed and attack and crit and defense. So is that the one that was bundled with Leon that you told me or not? Yeah, Leon, right? Like a part of that. Um, like I guess Banner and Heroes talk. I remember you bringing up like Leon oh, and B is like yeah. Sorry, uh, it was Nessa and B. Okay, are kind of together in this event they have their own events as well all right there were a lot of galarian sync pairs coming out uh, it was like a triple threat there's raihan first and then nessa and b came right after that right. and i'm i'm pretty sure the next sync pairs we're going to get are archie and maxi with kyogre and groudon because right they're, now they're bosses but they're not in the game yet they're not in the game as uh summonable characters which they will be soon they have to be yeah i was about to say they have to be but they're too legendary now I, I was in i was i mean sharpedo's already been taken that's Archie's ace, but I was I was thinking that like at least Maxi would get uh, oh boy. Uh, camera upped. Yeah, because right, that because you know he has mega camera upped and Oras, but I guess it makes sense because all the villain characters in the game have had their legendaries, so it makes sense that they have them. But yeah, nothing. That's that's everything that's going on in Masters right now. So and that's that's as far as, as gotcha. Say, that's as about say, it. That's our that's our gotcha updates. So what do you want to do first? We have some. We got some news, I suppose. We yeah, have, we, we have a lot of news now since we have to catch up from last. Yeah, it's true. Last week. So, what do you want to start with? We this is actually like two episodes ago now. This was revealed. But we didn't talk about it. Uh, the Game Builder Garage, which was again like shadow drop. I'm not sure if that's Nintendo's new thing when it comes to like coronavirus times. They just drop random things. Got that with Paper Mario, and I think even Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity was like a, just a shadow drop YouTube trailer. Uh, at least the trailer was. It wasn't like the. Well, yeah. I guess this is also the same case. Yeah, because there was no E3 to like properly announce it. But yeah. So. Yeah, Game Game Builder Garage coming out June 11th. It's a Nintendo programmer. They've in before we recorded the or after we recorded the episode you aren't hearing. They actually released some screenshots. They have like 2D platformer. Oh. Like customizations. Okay. A lot looks a lot like Mario. Like the characters like aren't really like true to form, but. I'll try to find them on my phone. But, yeah, Game Builder Garage, a really unexpected but really cool idea. <laughs> Some Now now the players are going to have the chance to build a Metroid Prime 4 and all their favorite yeah, games we, themselves. The, the memes have been coming out in full stride, uh, you know, very similar to the Mario Maker, like, oh, they don't want to make a Mario game, so they're just telling us to make it ourselves now. Very similar along those lines. Seems to be like a code block sort of, uh, you know, beginner coding sort of thing uh i don't i still can't really gauge the full extent of like the power that is housed in this that's just, that's the screenshot they showed is that 3d platformer that's or is a, that or is that like just i think it's like it looks like mario world doesn't it where it's, it, a, it it's does. a 2d game in a 3d environment oh wow so wow you might be able to get really sophisticated in this did we do we have a release date for it i still it's a june 11th june 11th okay so that's that's relatively close. So it, yeah, it is. It, again, it's just another throwing another game in June. Do we have a price June. tag for it? I would assume sixty. Uh, sixty. Metopia okay. is fifty, but yeah, that's, I would a, assume. that's an old game. I mean, I'm I'm honestly surprised it's not sixty. Yeah, me too. Considering Nintendo's history of ports and keeping their prices at sixty, but yeah, we we talked about in the last episode that you know we are absolutely sure that the Nintendo fans are going to go wild with this and make some crazy. Uh, just some crazy unexpected things that you you're just gonna take the tools that they have and make something completely like blow us out of the water. Good, uh, at least that's my expectation for it. I don't know if I'll pick it up personally. I'm not into coding it's, like that. I was about at all. to say. I mean, I'm a coding major, so it it interests me. But as far as just 
I don't know. I, I want to see more. I want to see what people can do with it first. And also because I want to save my money, so I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sp- spend it. I, you would assume it has them. like a Mario Maker 2 where you can play on other people's stages, right? I, I imagine it must because otherwise it'd be a little limited, to yeah. be honest, because not everyone's a creator, I guess. I assume it'll be like a Mario Maker. This is secretly like a recruitment effort this for is, Nintendo. This is secretly like <laughs> a, a vetting. Like the most downloaded like courses get like hired by Nintendo to make a whatever game. They in that case, I make. in that case I will pick it up day one. Give yourself a shot. <laughs> but you know I have a few days to think on it, and but June I mean June is packed yeah, with yeah, games, June, so. stories, golf, Game Builder Garage, just to name three of what seemingly endless. Collection Skyward Sword in July. Yeah, which I, mean, oh, I guess that's a good transition. Yeah, that's that's true. We should probably transition to speaking Sky- of a Skyward, Skyward Sword. Sword. It's it's had some drama on the on the social medias uh, of late. Well, yeah, we'll start with the positive. There's a new amiibo coming out. No, it's not Min Min, Steve, or Sephiroth like everyone was hoping for. <laughs> it is Zelda and Skyloft, and as far as detail goes, that amiibo that amiibo looks really good. It's like on par with Banjo Kazooie. Like that's like when I think of amiibo, I'm like, yeah, Banjo Kazooie is probably the nicest amiibo I've ever seen just because of the details. Zelda and Laughlin look like amazing, and I, I, I'm not gonna get Skyward Sword personally, like unless it comes down in, in price in five years. But yeah, I, that amiibo is fascinating. <laughs> but Tyler, there, there's a catch with the Zelda and Sky, uh, Laughlin amiibo. Yeah. So before we get into this, is this feature that this amiibo has? It, is it was it already in the game i don't think so because i saw some people say that it was but i haven't looked into it i can check right now i was about to say so i can explain the gist of it while colby looks it up uh people are a little p- mad because this this amiibo gives you the ability to to fast travel essentially mm-hmm. or to go from the ground and just teleport straight into the sky which is kind of the fast travel system because you kind of go into the sky grab onto your loft wing and then you fly to different locations but i think you have to go to a certain point to do that normally but people are kind of mad that this quality of life change that would be uh, seemingly a a very welcome addition to a a port or a remake or whatever uh is law is essentially locked behind a paywall of this amiibo amiibo is usually 16 dollars, right yeah this usually, one's 25 yeah i was about to say this one's a bit more price a bit pricier than than your average amiibo anyway so uh like i said i i heard i saw some people saying that the i never played skyward sword so i can't verify this based on experience but i heard some people say that this was already in the game before uh and that this this way is just a bit more convenient uh, and I've seen some people, I've seen the majority of people just kind of take this and run with it and say that it was, this is a completely new feature that has been added. I just, re- I, ju- I just read that fast travel is not in the original Skyward Sword. Holy shit. Okay. But you can, you can have it for $2,500. Huh. <sighs> okay. Yeah. That's, hmm. That's not good. No. That's not good. It's not people people were already had an issue with Skyward Sword being a full price port you know like most nintendo ports they had a problem with that and that's just kind of a, a nintendo if you want nintendo thing. to drop the price stop buying the 60 dollars ports but that's just not going to happen yeah, i was about to say we we bought like mario 3d collection i think that's a different argument though. that's three it's, games that's in three one. games in one and that's six uh, granted that's none of them were <laughs> improved at all besides a little hd like tuning up here and there yeah. but yeah that's three games in one still where it was like a tr- like a Whereas, really big Mario fan, like they'll play all three games. Yeah, but with this, it's just it's just, it's just Skyward the- Sword again, tuned a little bit, and now you can get an amiibo, and 
and fast travel. And my amiibo on my Joy-Con doesn't even work just from throwing it. I'm pretty sure I, I broke the amiibo <laughs> oh, God. compatibility. I tried to do it with um, when I got all the Zelda amiibo, like the champion amiibos. Mm-hmm. I put it in Breath of the Wild. It just wasn't working. I'm assuming, oh, I snapped, I'm assuming I snapped that sucker. So I need to get a new amiibo port anyway. But yeah. Noted, noted. For, <laughs> for like 20, on your on your Joy-Con. You yeah, mean? on the Joy-Con. Okay. okay. On my old one, yeah. Bad, bad, do you have a pro times. controller? Because you can do it with that as well. I don't. I don't have a pro oh, controller. Okay. I, I have the... I have the wireless. I have like the wireless Power A ones. Gotcha. Those are still pretty nice. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Pro controller would be my next purchase if I had to buy one. But regardless, uh, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it's see, is, it's weird, right? This is uh, yeah. This is definitely is this the weird. Fir- is this the first time that Nintendo's like locked a feature behind buying an amiibo? Like an. I mean, there are usually amiibo exclusive features. Like obviously, in Breath of the Wild, you can. Uh, have chests fall from the sky to get, get you ancient, items ancient gear and stuff like a- that. ancient gear you know just just to get you a little boost in whatever game you're in even a monster hunter like if they give you extra lottery they give you you can scan three amiibo and you get three lottery spins that's a, a mechanic that's already in the game uh, sometimes when you return from quest you can pay money to participate in a lottery and you can get varying amounts of rewards based on how lucky you are uh and uh, those amiibo just allow you to do three extra rolls of it per per day but this this seems a little extreme, an extreme feature for an amiibo, like a literal fast travel. And the, I don't know if it's like limited per day. If it was, that'd be even more egregious. Yeah. But I don't know. Like the fact that the, it's just the fact that amiibo is the amiibo in question is pricier than regular amiibo anyway. I was thinking like, if this was just 16, would there be as big an outrage? I think there would be still. I think... It would be... Because I'm assuming the $9 boost is because you can fast travel. Yeah. I mean, there's also the fact that it's just this amiibo. Like, it's not any amiibo. It's just this one. And you know that's... And these days, scalpers are out in full swing. So unless you're waiting... Unless you're waiting... You're pitching your tent outside your local Best Buy, you're probably not going to get your hands on this thing if you're trying to buy it off, like, in a physical store. I think pre-orders are already out on Target. Like, online pre-orders are they're Doesn't sold surprise out. me at all. Target has literally stopped selling Pokemon cards. Yeah, I was about people. to say, when you're talking about scalpers, like, scalpering's the big, like, making, like, national yeah, news. Yeah, there's, there's just been a, a huge wave of it recently, and this is not helping at the situation at all. No. So, not a good move on Nintendo's part, obviously. I'm just trying to think of, like, if, maybe if they released more, like, Skyward Sword Amiibo with this feature there'd be less because there's more of it but still i still think it would be totally sold out like yeah it doesn't matter yeah i don't i was about to say i don't think that would quell the scalpers at all i don't think that would quell the outrage skyward sword already being one of the most criticized legend of zelda and controversial legend of zelda games already puts it at a disadvantage and then it just it just seems to keep piling on you you have the 60 dollar price tag you have the probably not changed at all like feature mechanics yeah. you have the improved motion controls which i talked about being uh a possible incentive for people to pick it up you, but can, you can play it with both uh, motion controls and controller i think that definitely yeah, helps out for I, sure. I think that definitely helps out but i don't think it helps out enough in the face no. of the rest of this and now you have this scan this scandal with the amiibo and the price locking of quality of life changes to a game picking a weird way to celebrate zelda's 35 i'll tell you what i was about to say still not even a word on that by no. the way still absolutely nothing Uh, rough time to be a a skyward sword fan yeah listen the amiibo is beautiful if you haven't seen it yeah i highly recommend looking it up it's it's an incredible looking amiibo but yeah i don't know this seems a little 
seems like a little bit of a low blow to the consumer, if we're being honest. I because yeah. I, I can't remember a time where this usually Amiibo just comes with bonuses. Like there's you get sixteen dollars and like in game features if, yeah, you, if yeah. it correlates to the game you're playing. Whereas this is almost feels like having it's a necessity because fast travel is such a u- useful feature in any game. Like Breath of the Wild, <laughs> it, you yeah. can just fast travel anywhere. It's very it's very like essential to have, and it makes the game I think more enjoyable because you don't have to like yeah. go through areas you've already been. And Skyward Sword is obviously not as big as I mean, Breath of the Wild was. Yeah, I mean the game it was built around not having you know that kind of fast travel though. Of course, I don't think it's a necessity, but I think. It's definitely an, it would be a good incentive for people who passed over the game first to give it another try. Now, uh, along with I don't think that would be like if that was the one thing that changed. Absolutely not worth buying. Yeah, but that along with other changes would add up to that uh, being good incentive. But just the fact that it's paywalled when it could have easily been just implemented as a regular feature, like maybe Fi like was able to teleport you or something. Or yeah, else. that'd be. Yeah, much better. You wouldn't even need to add like in-game assets or anything. You just add like a button prompt, and you could just do it. Yeah, or like work towards it. Where like when you get the master sword, I don't know how early you get the master sword in Skyward Sword. Is it late in the game? You get it. Yeah, you get like the goddess sword, and then you... yeah. But what if you get like if you get the goddess sword? And that that yeah, that that right there is your fast travel tool. Yeah, like, that's fine. And, or you can just like you know whistle and call your loft wing down and yeah, that means pick you up. Just stuff like that. But maybe you can have like certain stations where the loft wing will pick up. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely it's definitely sketchy. Given, especially given the scalper times that all the consumers like are in, this is definitely a, not a great look. Yeah, I'll and, and again, I I haven't played Skyward Sword. We haven't played Skyward no. Sword uh, ourselves, so there's obviously a way to return to the sky. I think maybe it is like special stations that you have to go to, but this amiibo just allows you to do it from anywhere. So it just seems like a little too big of a feature to just put exclusively on an amiibo, you know. Yeah, I agree. Even with the increased price, like I, I don't think that feature constitutes the increase in price. You know. Yeah. So, I, I just I don't really know what they were expecting doing oh, this. They did well. If <laughs> so they were expecting it to sell well, they would guess right. I mean, right. anything Nintendo is going to put out is going to sell well. Now, I, I don't know what they were. Maybe that, maybe that was the thing. Maybe they didn't really care about the fan reaction. They knew it was going to sell out. So yeah, it sold out everywhere. So. Maybe maybe it's the greedy businessman practices coming out at the moment, but They're, they kill it in that department. <sighs> I'm getting depressed. You want to move on to the next? Yeah, we thing? Can, yeah, we can move on to the next topic. Oh, we can we can get some comedy in because oh, yes, yeah. I don't really know. Uh, so Koi Tecmo <laughs> coming off some pre- a pretty successful string here of partnerships with Nintendo. When you think of mm-hmm. Three Houses, Hyrule Warriors, Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. A bunch of other projects that they've done that with Nintendo that have really done well in recent memory, and I would say they're the peak of their powers when it comes to like creativity and stuff like that. So much so that <laughs> there's a rumor going around they want to make a Mario Warriors game. I'm not sure if we'll be able to capture the energy that this statement had on the on the lost episode, but literally the statement says they wanted <laughs> they want to make a Mario Warriors game. But they just have no idea where to start. I mean, fair play to them. I wouldn't know where to start either. Like, I I was talking earlier. Most games in this genre, like, the plot isn't super important. Like, in Age of Calamity, it is. um, That's an exception. But even in, like, the original Dynasty Warriors games, like, plot wasn't super crazy, I've heard. 
Uh, and, you know, that would fit well with Mario, but with the gameplay that it has, like, there needs to be some kind of war, you know? <laughs> a war in the Mushroom Kingdom. Maybe. There needs to be, I'm telling you, if they, if they want this game to go for it, there needs to be a war, a bloody battle-filled war going on in the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> you need Mario, bear, you need minions, right? Yeah. To, to just flatten on your way to victory as one single man, as you do in Dynasty Warriors games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for Bowser's army, it's easy. You have your Koopas and your Goombas and your Dry Boneses and all that, but it's just ridiculous because you're going to need an allied force that has those same little grunts that are going to get destroyed by the enemy. <laughs> and the only candidate for that is Toads. <laughs> Like, that's the Mushroom Kingdom security force is Toads. That's all it is. Yeah. So <laughs> that's it. if they want to commit to this, they need to give Toads spears and weapons. And they need to Have allow them. us to see them die by the hundreds in front of our eyes. And I don't think they're willing to do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like I, I think even like scratch all that. Like, where do you get their movesets from? Because think of, like, Hyrule Warriors and Fire Warriors. By the way, two of the more grittier franchises Nintendo has. So yeah. mixing this in with... Missing Mario in with that department definitely seems like one of these things is not like the other. But mm-hmm. where do you get their movesets from? I don't... Mario, I think you can throw together one. Because, obviously, he's been the protagonist for 35 years Yeah, now. I mean, you could, you could either throw power-ups just kind of in his base moveset or have him... Or have him be based around picking up power-ups around the world. Uh... And It'd have to be that for every character. You'd have to do that. I mean, you could do that for any... Maybe the maps like have certain things that benefit each character. So, like, for instance, the power-ups in the map can only be used by those who usually get power-ups in the game, like Mario, Luigi, Peach, uh, even even Rosalina now. Yeah. So, uh, or, they could, or, like, certain power... Like, Fire Mario could be, like, a separate moveset from regular Mario. Like, you know, Fire Rod Link is... Or, sorry, Spear Link and regular Link in Age of Calamity. Yeah, two-handed Link, stuff like that. I was about that, to say, yeah. that's, a, that's a more recent example. Mm-hmm. But I think they can make it work. I just think it'd be ridiculous. Like, it, it would be just me staring at my screen going, what is going like on? Mouth agape to the jaw to the ground. Like, what the maybe, hell is yeah, going maybe on? that's what they're going for. <laughs> like, Bow, you know, Bowser... There's some that would be easy. Bowser would be easy. I think Wario would be relatively easy. Because you have, like... I think a lot of it would come from Smash. You have his bike. You have Wario Man. Do you put Donkey Kong in this game? I mean, they totally could, but I don't think they would. Because he's like his own like franchise. Like but then a, again, he's, he's, a very in, he's then again, he's in Mario Golf. He is. So yeah, you could totally put me in there. Mario, it'd be easy. Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, Dixie Kong. You have to get so many characters considering just the roster that all these warrior styles games have. Yeah, I. You could give Daisy and Waluigi. They're like the the ones most usually. Uh, oh, they definitely work their sport. Yeah, like the sports and the spinoffs. Yeah, they definitely work it. I, I assume they definitely worked it in their movesets. Peach would be a little harder to do. Uh, you could take from her game, uh, Super Princess Peach, but that wasn't. Uh, people didn't really like that game that much. Yeah, no. uh, I don't know. It's just. I feel I, I've been thinking about this since the last episode. I feel like it would be more of a Mario game, but with Dynasty War- Warriors War elements. elements. You know what I mean? Not like a Dynasty Warriors game with a Mario coat of paint. Yeah, I feel like that's the only way they that they could actually get the green light for it. Even then, like, even then, like that's not even a Dynasty Warriors game at this no, point, right? No, like just seeing Mario take on a thousand Goombas at once, like I, I can't, I can't picture it. I, I cannot picture Peach like 
you know, because obviously someone's giving the orders, and it's either it's got to be Peach. So Peach is sending off her legions, her battalions of toads to die in right in front of Mario's eyes. Uh, if you've ever seen that Game Grumps animation, uh, really fantastic animation about it was during the Mario Galaxy one where they're talking about toads like launching fucking nukes and and firing cannons at each other. Uh, I imagine that's I oh, have yeah, the opening scene. <laughs> yeah, like you see the you see in the animation, like a toad gets literally like dismembered and blown <laughs> apart, and like one dies in his brother's arms as he's as he gets shot. That's what it looked like. That's what it looked like. Like you'd have toads and you know just fighting off legions of monsters and skeletal beasts, and s- many of them are gonna have to die. <laughs> Those games, those other games that we talked about work because they're fantasy genre. Yeah, and war is kind of built into their thing. Zelda, a little less so. It's more just the hero against Ganon. There I, mean, I mean, to an extent. There's yeah, there war. aren't, like, many large, like, super large armies. Yeah, Fire Emblem, Zelda. there's a war in every Fire Emblem. But, yeah, Fire Emblem is just war all the time, every day. <laughs> so, but obviously Age of Calamity is a bit different because you have Calamity Ganon who can just make monsters at will. So yeah. it makes sense. But I wish we could get the energy back from that first. Oh my god! Uh, talk I, about this. We were. I think we we were dying. Just the, the concept's ridiculous. Like a Mario Warriors game. Like I don't know. I I'm, I can't even believe that idea even got to the ears of of Koei Tecmo. Like I'm trying to think. Like what other franchise could they put a Warriors? Like I'm pretty. This has been like Xenoblade. They could do because that's I think like a war adventure. I think Kid Icarus. Of. They could totally. Kid, I think Kid Icarus is would yeah. be like the best candidate for it. I think so too. Absolutely. Like, that's all about taking on large legions of armies yeah. uh, or large armies of people uh, as one character. Your, I think they could totally Yeah, do. your problem there is that you're, they're not, you're not as familiar with the characters that haven't been that many games. But, yeah, I mean, again. You can make characters recognizable. Yeah, I think that would, I, again, I think that would be a really good way for promotion as well. Uh, you would have to have another Kid Icarus, like, actual game come out, I think. Yeah. Even, uh, even just Port Uprising, just get it back in the minds of people. Porting Uprising, I think it'd be hard though, because of the platform it came out on. Or? I mean, 3DS games of art. I mean, we saw Metopia come to yeah, the literally. Switch, so any, anything's possible. But I feel like it would need a lot more uptake, mm-hmm. like a lot of more upscaling of uh, quality. Yeah, I mean, they did again. Metopia needed that too, and they did it. So, uh, not going to put anything off the table here. But I just don't know if Nintendo is willing would be willing to do that. Yeah, I don't. That's definitely putting your chips in that basket. Definitely seems risky. And uh, yeah, the Nintendo Switch is a very successful console. But I mean, I'm honestly surprised that they ported Metopia earlier than other 3DS games. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I would have definitely preferred them to port Kid Icarus Uprising over Metopia. Uh, Metopia has made the rounds on Twitter as far as like yeah, memes I mean, and stuff go. Like obviously it's an enjoyable game just because I, of the creativity aspect. That's what I was about to say. I, I think I think the main draw of it is the memes. Like. The absolute bad shit insanity potential of the character creator is the main draw. It has you know? to be, yeah. I don't think the game itself is or has been getting that much attention yeah. other than the fact that the character creator is absolutely just bonkers with the amount of stuff you can do. Yeah, it's you can do basically anything. Like any, we, are, any role. we are so far past like normal me's right now. Yeah, we are. Like we are making literal... Literal self-portraits of game characters yeah, in the, the, Yeah, and that, that harps back to earlier when we are talking about Game Builder, like just the creativity the players have. These yeah, they days. took a, a relatively simple concept, concept and, and they just absolutely 
took it to its limits. So I have the, I I likened that in the last episode to what I think players will do with with the game creator. Yeah, Mario Warriors. Mario Warriors. Uh, listen, it's an idea. If it came out, I wouldn't be mad. I, I would just be absolutely shocked. Yeah, I'd be stunned if this ever comes to fruition. Uh, don't don't hold your breath. If I, that's- I want Bowser to like just absolutely tear through an entire legion of toads by himself and not look back. <laughs> just blood everywhere. Just just, blood. Just, the most violent Mario game. Blood is enabled just <laughs> all over every single surface. Just looks like Thanos after you get like teleport to the <laughs> ship in Endgame. He's just yeah. blood on his sword. And yeah, just, yeah. Oh, my God. It just sounds ridiculous even uh, talking about it. I know. But we did talk about Fire Emblem in there, and Fire Emblem, it's been... It's been a quiet year for Fire Emblem. Literally a quiet year. We haven't yeah. gotten anything since the Three Houses DLC, which came out in February of 2020. And that's really been it. Like, Three Houses hasn't gotten any updates. There's been nothing on the f- series in general until a couple days ago. And I use until very lightly because it's a rumor. Shocker. Yeah, yeah. Courtesy of a, a Player Essence YouTube video, uh, Zippo, a blog, which Zippo has some credibility because he predicted everything correct on Mario Golf from what I've gathered. The newest Fire Emblem game is almost done. It is a remake of Fire Emblem 4, which is Genealogy of the Holy War. A lot of characters in there from Heroes. That's basically what we're going to be basing this conversation yeah, off of, yeah. our Heroes lore. And that is made strictly by Intelligent Systems because our because <laughs> Koi Tecmo, those crazy bastards, uh-huh. are working on the Three Houses follow-up. And I don't mean a Three Houses sequel. I mean, like, the next mainline game, if that's what you want to call it. The next new, the new, the, what, Three Houses of Sacrifice is the 17th, so the 18th Fire Emblem game, like, original Fire Emblem Yeah, game. yeah. Genealogy of the Holy War has been remade for a long time to be remade uh, and brought to the Switch, along with the Radiant series games, which I believe if one happens, the other isn't. You think, oh, oh, sorry, I thought you meant like if one Radiant game was happening, the other wasn't, but you meant like either the Radiant series or Genealogy. Or genealogy. Yeah, I think so as well. Well, what would you rather have? I mean, I know more about, I know very little about both. But I know more about the Radiant games, and mm-hmm. I want to see my boy Ike kind of back in action a little bit. Yeah. I, I, and if we go with Radiant, that would be like two games in one. So I would definitely go with Radiant. Uh, but Genealogy of the Holy War, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. I think... I mean, I know the protagonists are Selif and Sigrud, or at least one of them is a protagonist. Are they like descendants of Marth or something? I feel like every blue-haired protagonist is, is a descendant, descendant of, of Marth. Marth. Yes, I I don't know. I'll look up uh, I'll look up Selif first, see what his deal is. Yeah, but I know literally nothing about genealogy of the Holy War aside from like those two characters are in it. Uh, but so Selif is the son of Sigurd and Deirdre. Oh shit! Okay, never mind. And he is. Oh, there must be a time skip because it says he was born between chapters two and three in the events of Genealogy of the Holy War. Oh, so maybe you play as Sigurd first and then yeah. time skip. Then you play as a Seleth. Yeah, I mean, that'd be, I mean, that's a cool concept that, for sure. No, that, yeah, that's definitely a cool concept. You have to be a big time skip, though, for him to be a playable fighter. Yeah, obviously. It'd be like literally double-digit years. But I would still go with Radiant just because Ike, honestly. Uh, I would... I want to see him just, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't oh, know. Oh, Leaf's in that game, too. I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't. Hey. I, learn, I definitely didn't know that either. We're, le- we're learning as we go. We're, we are learning the lore as we go. So Yeah, Sigurd is a, he's a lance wielder. He's the son of Lord Byron, the descender of Balder, one of the 12 Crusaders. So I guess that's kind of like the plot there. Yeah. 
Oh my god! So he marries marries Deidre, which that's a literally a duo unit in through in yeah, heroes. So a, I, I did know that. That's a heroes one, yeah. Yeah, and I'm just trying to see if there's a time skip here. I don't know. I but, I I know little to nothing about genealogy of the Holy War. I mean, listen, Ike fights for his friends. It's true. So and he doesn't let us forget about it. Nope, he will never will. So I want to fight with Ike because we like Ike. So yeah, apparently this game got ported to it came out on the snes then it got ported to the wii in 2007 then it got it's also on the wii u Ugh. so it I, I guess that's just ports a, a full-blown remake yeah, would a add remake. a lot to it and i did add this at the end of the firearm episode we put out it just to substitute with the with the new three houses system do you put these new concepts in these old remakes or do you keep them true to form and just tinker the other stuff I honestly wouldn't have a problem either way. I because I'm interested in the Fire Emblem series now that I'm a Three Houses fan. I would have no problem kind of going back and adjusting myself to how the old system worked. Uh, I'd like to see, you know, just how how things worked back then because I know Three Houses changed a lot. Definitely with like cavalry units being able to like dismount their their mounts just in the middle of their turn whenever they want to is really I've heard like just super OP the the recent just absolute reliance on mobility and speed is just the absolute best thing you can go for where i'm not sure if that was the case exactly in the past fire emblem games so if they want i think if they want the best uh, it's kind of hard to tell because they either want to appeal to the old fans by keeping it the same as in far as far as battle mechanics go or try to draw new try to draw the newer people that came in with three houses in to this game by keeping the battle system uh, like three houses was, or at least giving it those updated mechanics. So it's kind of hard to tell which way they'll lean. I don't have a problem with it either way. Like I said, uh, if they added the new fire emblem uh, mechanics, I'd feel right at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even if they didn't, I would be excited to kind of explore you know, just to relearn a new combat system, or at least an altered one from the one I know. So, if I had to flip a coin and guess on it, though, I'd probably say they'd keep it true to form. Yeah, I think so too. Because just update I, the other stuff, they would have to like. I feel like, I feel like the new battle mechanics would maybe break some of the maps, or maybe you know, change them to be a little too easy mm-hmm. or, or otherwise like how to how they were originally designed. So I feel like just keeping it true to form would be easier from a development standpoint as well. Yeah, and we don't know what that looked like because the Blade of Light is literally just a port of the, what, like, NES, SNES game. Like, yeah. it's literally just the, like, 16-bit game. I, I'd like to see, honestly, I'm with you, I'm either way. Like, if it is three houses, it's, okay, I know what's going on here. There's no real one advantage over the other, like, like the weapons triangle. But if there was that stuff, it'd be interesting to learn because, like you, I'm, a, like it's just a, I'm just a fan of the franchise now. Yeah, and I just gained the chance to learn more about these characters through heroes, and then actually playing their games is something I'd like to go back and do. And I did just read there's there's pretty massive um time skips between chapters in genealogy oh. of the Holy War. It's kind of part of the plot. I see, it's broken up into two parts, uh, but gotcha. Yeah, we feel right at home there too. Two parts for free houses as well. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's interesting to see what they'll do because, like we said before, they're just riding an incredible high right now off of three houses mm-hmm. and. I I don't know. I don't know what I'd do. I think I'd keep it the same as well and just see, like, what the reaction is. Because they have the next Fire Emblem game that'll keep the new fans rolling, I suppose. Yeah. So 
I feel like going with the just the original battle style would be totally fine. Yeah, because it sounds like you won't have to wait long for the new, yeah. new stuff to come out. But I was about to say, it's for those who want to experience the the old battle style, but obviously in a more updated and polished way. So I'm totally, totally down with that. Yeah, I'm fine. Sort I'm, of separation. Yeah, I'm f- I'm fine with that too. I mean, hell, re- remake more Fire Emblem games. I would totally yeah, be willing to remake go back. remake the rating series. I mean. People want people want more Fire Emblem on the Switch. That much is true, and it seems like the Switch is going to have at least, dare I say, like five six years Come left more. in its life cycle. Yeah, it's you can, it's you, crazy that we've even. It doesn't even feel like it's been that long. No, it doesn't. It yeah, it feels like it just started. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we're into what twenty. It's been four years now. It doesn't not feel that long, and Holy shit. I, we don't even know if they started a pro model. So yeah, so yeah, we we have quite a bit of time with the console. If, you're looking for a time to get into it uh, now now more than ever is a great time to get into it but moving on now more recent stuff age of calamity dlc is right around the corner ironically yes. uh not the cool stuff i mean you're getting an outfit and a wet and a weapon in may just for ordering the just basically just like a thank you for purchasing you get a little bonus there mm-hmm. in june is when the there's two waves i forget the titles of them yeah wave one is called pulse this was this was just uh this was just released mm-hmm. a few, I think yesterday or like two days ago. Yeah. Uh, wave one is Pulse of the Ancients, and wave two is Guardian of Remembrance. Right, some more story stuff, I'm assuming. So more story stuff for wave two. Wave one, though, is more of a, I'll liken it to the Breath of the Wild DLC. It's more of like the Trial of the Sword, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, where it adds new challenges to the Royal Ancient Tech Lab. So this seems to be like, com- you know, just challenges, combat challenges, more difficult uh, way to play the game, perhaps. Uh, again, I think similar similar trials to Trial of the Sword, or similar feel to yeah. it. Uh, but there will be an added playable character, singular. Just one. Uh, so that's confirmed. I don't believe that was confirmed before. And added weapon types, hmm. which I don't know if that just means, like, added, like weapon types within a single category so like I, i'm sure this is in the blade like adding a new claymore or a new spear or adding new weapon play styles like adding a strict bow play style yeah to link or something or I, i'm not sure i don't think that's the case because of what's said in the wave in wave two yeah but I don't know. The way that they say what is coming is kind of weird because it kind of looks like it should be the same as what's in wave, what's in the different waves. Like wave one, it says wave one says add a playable character. Wave two says expanded roster. Those could be taken to be the same things or maybe not exactly. Yeah. It's kind of hard to tell. It is. But yeah, wave one will be available uh, next month, at least by the end of June. So that could mean <laughs> June second or that could mean right before june 30th like yeah that could be that could be the last day of june we we have no confirmation there's more stuff in june for y'all but oh that's true even more stuff in june it's literally so packed it is. and that's e3 month as well that's so. gonna be the yeah that's a big month that's that's gamer month boys you better be <laughs> you better be ready it's gonna it, be it wild is, yeah it's gamer month it's the, it's the month of the gamer but wave two guardian of remembrance that's in november so you have a a little bit of longer wait for that. That'll be one year since it came out. Yeah. Makes sense. And then, so you have newly added character Vignettes, which, according to Colby, 
uh, would be yeah, new story lore, new story lore, cutscenes, voice work, things like that. Always love to see I that mean, stuff. Love to see that. I don't. I have no fucking idea where they're gonna take that. I mean, you would assume there's like a side story, right? I mean, I assume either side stories for the specific characters, or they continue the story after Terrico the is fixed. after the end of after Terrico is fixed, and continue in that timeline, not yeah. in our original uh, Breath of the Wild timeline. Yeah. Uh, I have an expanded roster, so I, I'm going to assume that means multiple new characters. It has to be. Uh, and then newly added stages, which would go along with the story content, I assume. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, as well, this is why I think the weapon types in the first one does not equal new playstyles, because in Wave 2 it says new battle styles or battle skills for existing characters. So Would that just mean like oh, that's, more oh, maybe, combos? Sorry, maybe, maybe new battle skills means... New combos within existing characters, character types, but wave one adds new character types altogether. So, like maybe giving like the champions different weapons or something like that. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I have no idea what they would give them, though. To be honest, give them each other's weapons. That'd be something. Uh, That'd be funny. I don't know. I mean, it just seems. It all seems like it seems very vague. Yeah, there's nothing really. Like, if you remember how they announced it in the February direct. It was really like a 10-second screen grab, but like you had to be like on the money to get that screenshot. Yeah. And then just a couple days ago, it went mute. And then just a couple days ago, they dropped down Twitter, wherever. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, the most intriguing part is in Wave 2, which we're going to have to wait a while for. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wave 1, who, who's the, who do you think the new character is going to be? It has to, it's, it has to be one of two, right? I mean, we, we, we talked about this uh, before the before we started recording. I think, personally, it's going to be... Pure and Robbie together as one character. Either that or one of them operates new challenges and one of them is a new character. But I think having them as a duo would be pretty cool. Uh, just because the theme of this Wave 1 seems to be, you know, around the ancient tech lab, the Royal Ancient Tech Lab, and they are the curators of said lab. Mm-hmm. So I felt it makes sense that they would, at least one of them would be a playable character. And then I think the next uh, DLC will add the characters that were missing, like Suga, Astor, and I, then... I don't know who else. Like, I was about to say, that is, that's it. Like, that is honestly it, unless they add, like, completely new original characters, I think. Because there's really no other named, like, no. key characters that they could add. Uh, no, like, we both played that game. Like, we both 100%ed that game. There's literally nothing left besides those two. And even Pure and Robbie were speculated before the game even came out to be playable characters. They turned out they weren't, but... You know, come to think of it, that the, with the title of the DLC, it just it makes sense that those are the next two in line. Yeah. I don't know what the playstyle would be. You said piloting a guardian earlier. That would be yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, I think I think it'd be cool if they were piloting a guardian, or they have like handheld ancient technology, something yeah. like that, or maybe like they have like literal blasters that are laser that are guardian lasers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they are they're literally in the this background. Of yeah, we talked we talked about earlier. Zelda's not in that picture at all. It's true. I mean. It could be that, again, there's like, hey, we have trials for the hero, and you and there's Link. But either that or that could mean, or the background could mean literally nothing. Yeah. We don't really know. art. But it just all seems to fall together for those, the two scientists to get a, to get a crack at things. Yeah. And technically, technically, Suga and Astor is plural, so maybe those are the only two characters we're getting in, in the I, next I, I literally don't DLC. know who else they could bring. Unless it's another new original character. 
I'm trying to think of even people from Breath of the Wild they could bring over with the time travel mechanic, but I really don't know. I really have no idea because we have the the descendants already. <laughs> if you could play as like younger King Dora, spoilers. Fan, if you could play as younger King Dora fan, Dora or, fan would be cool. We saw him fight a little bit. Yeah, we, we saw him stand at least. So I was about to say capable. we have well we have Dora fan. There's that elder Goron in. Oh my God! What's his name? I, I have no idea what his name is. I want to say. It's not Bluto, is it? Oh, I think it might be Bluto, actually. I think it is, yeah. Oh, my God. You literally know this game from the back. Kanali is the leader in Rito Village, and then you've Rizu in. Yeah, but that that owl never gets off his chair. No, so. but hey, maybe 100 years ago, Dorfian never got his chair off, never got his chair off either. So. That's true. Maybe 100 yeah. years ago, he was... Maybe a, the younger elders. He was, that's literally the only thing I can think of right now. Yeah, right? and even then, Gerudo Village doesn't even have one, really, that's mentioned. So I don't know who I mean, Gerudo, Gerudo Town has town, Riju, and... That's it. And she she's already there. And Patricia, so. so I don't know, unless Riju's mom, who we've never oh, seen in I was gonna say again, grasping at straws, someone you know, it's Riju's guard. Oh, oh my god. The one that's always standing with the Gerudo Claymore. Valeria, is that her name? Valaria, maybe. Oh my god. Um Again, we don't even know the names of these characters, so that's how like out there they really are realistically. What is her name? It is Valeria. I was right. Jesus, dude, you are on. You are on it today. Yeah, no. If you want Breath of the Wild knowledge, Fire Emblem knowledge too. Like you, you have to memorize. If those were if those were trivia games, I would crush. But like, I literally forgot what I ate for dinner yesterday. But <laughs> uh, yeah, is that everything that you wanted to talk about for the? There's, not, there's not much else. I, yeah, mean, I was about to say there's not much else we know. It, we just got the English, the vaguest English translation we could get. Uh, from the official Nintendo account, so yeah. I, even in June, like we're we're not gonna have much besides the new character and the new skill. The skills will be interesting to see. The skill again, depending on if we're right about what those are, those could be a game changer. Yeah, like I'm just trying to think. Like Zelda has two play styles, Link has three play styles. Maybe they should give new characters more play styles. Uh, yeah, I, I think that would be super cool. I just don't know what. They would give them. We can speculate, but I yeah, really because the champions are pretty set in stone. With their the, cha- weapons. the champions have their weapons, and that's really it. And I'm just trying to think of who else could get a change up. I mean, even the descendants, their playstyles just got invented. Yeah, we hadn't seen that. We, we really hadn't seen them, seen them at all. No. So maybe maybe the descendants could get their respective champions' weapons. That'd be something. Kind of like passing you, of the torch yeah, get to them. Mo- get a new move set with them. But they're already. But even then, like I was gonna not, say, those guys are already back to the, they're back to the future. Yeah, they're back in the regular timeline. So I'm trying to think like Unibo and you really don't even wield weapons. It's true. I mean, having Unibo swing around the the Boulder Breaker would be cool, and having cool. having Riju dance around with, with the, the Scimitar of the Seven, the Scimitar yeah. of the Seven would be pretty nice. I mean, with it'd be kind of underwhelming for Sidon because he just downgrades from two tridents to one. Yeah, no, yeah, keep dual wielding tridents. Yeah, keep, keep, that's, the yeah, keep that that's for a, sure. That's a fucking. Cool. And then yeah. Teba wouldn't really change much. Teba would just yeah, you know, just be another bow. Yeah, I. It, it's hard to tell. I mean, Link, you could add different things, but it, I think you'd only add really the bow. And even then, that, like, it, that seems like it's dumbing him down a lot. It, it I know, right? Unless I mean, they can make it like they make bow builds for the birds, but for him, it would be a little harder. And you have the bow in the normal sword and shield play style, mm-hmm. but. Even That's in, really the only other weapon type you have because he has the other three. Yeah, even in his normal play style, he has the bow. He shoots off like ten arrows at once. He shoots off a little machine gun of arrows. Yeah, so I building an entire play style around that seems like kind of a 
waste, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be cool. They could totally do it. Just oh yeah, for sh- sure. Shield only, Captain America link. Oh, I wouldn't mind that. I would not mind that. That'd be that'd be pretty sick. That would be pretty sweet, actually. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know what other weapons they could do for even link. <laughs> As I was, again, we're grasping at straws. You got bows and you got shields. The only other that's it <laughs> in quotes weapon types you, you have for him. Unless you give Link a magic play style, but. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Pretty cool, though. Maybe, jeez, oh, I don't know. Maybe they do more things with Terrico. Maybe you get maybe you get some, like, Guardian versions of, like, maybe people are enhanced with Guardian stuff. I don't know. Well, yeah, because they just showed a screenshot of the new, um, the pre, the bonus set. You get the ancient armor. Yeah, you get the and ancient, ancient armor as the bonus set. Yeah. So maybe, maybe you get some, because there are the Divine Beast helmets in breath of the wild right oh that's right what if the champions don ancient armor oh that'd be freaking sweet and they okay, have that's like, what i'm hoping for now. how cool would that be that'd be cool because you, so you have like mifa with the elf because even the with Ruta. the even with the champions the only thing you can do is change their like are they wearing the are they wearing sash their champion yeah. sash or their original oh yeah outfits? oh that'd be great that'd be a perfect idea that'd be, I, I was gonna say putting them in their respective ancient, like, armor. ancient armors with their divine beast helmets on oh that'd be sweet maybe wow. with even ancient versions of their weapons yeah like no, things we haven't that, even seen before like an ancient mifa spear or an ancient like heavy claymore well i guess we have seen those so they could give them those yeah, no, that'd be sweet. Like, Daruk gets the and, giant ancient battle yeah, axe, and uh, Urbosa gets the sword and, like, a guardian sword, guardian shield. Revali gets the ancient Revali bow. Revali gets the ancient bow, and then Mifa gets the ancient spear. I'm down for that. Dude, I'm totally down for that. Because I've seen fan art. That's where I got this idea from. I've seen fan art of... All right, we just we just figured out We the just DLC. figured it out for you, Nintendo. They're not going to listen to us. No. They're not, unfortunately. All right. More, I'm, more depression. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, more, more, upsetting to- more upsetting news. And for our, for our grand prize for you all, we have... Something we talked about a couple episodes ago, but, you know, we said, oh, this would be great to do later down the line. Well, this is our later down the line, is, yeah, like five, four episodes, five episodes later. Yeah. We talked about, we talked a lot about the Sonic movie for some reason the past, like, couple months and the past couple episodes, and we decided to make our own video game pitches. Mm-hmm. Our or movies, video game movie, movie pitches. Movie pitches, yeah. yeah. God forbid we ever pitch a video game, but a movie... It's in our wheelhouse. Yeah, right. Because, like, the highest scored movie is, like, a 70 on Rotten Tomatoes. And, you know, I'm not saying we can top that, but we have ideas. I was going to say, we can at least try. So. Yeah, we can give it a whirl. So <sighs> We each have two ideas. I only have one, like, of actual, like, information. Yeah, Colby has a... Colby literally has... Like, we're recording this on his computer. He has the script on his computer. I just have it all in my mind. Like, I got I bored just, at work. I'm a bit... No, that, that's totally fine. I, I would totally do the same, but I just... I don't know. I, I guess I haven't thought of them in in depth as much. I was going to ask you because roles. I have no idea who any like actors are. So I, I can help you think of. I was about to say. I, I was going to say that maybe we we just like bounce our ideas back off each other and like think of stuff. So yeah. So yeah, we're just going to be a freelancing conversation. I, I'll do mine first because I, this is one that I talked to you about. Okay. A long time ago. All right, it's go for the, it. It's the sequel to Detective Pikachu. Oh yes. Which it's not happening. It's not happening. I mean, even the act, lead actor himself, Justice Smith said. Justice no. Smith said it's probably not happening. He hasn't heard anything about it. it sucks. So All right, uh, let's, sucks. Let's, let's but, tackle this. Yeah. So if we're talking Detective, I had this pitch a while ago, and I put out a Twitter thread on it. My only Twitter thread I've ever done. Uh, so I, I'll just. I guess I'll just kind of recreate the pitch. Yeah. The pitch is that uh, I forget the characters' names already. Uh, oh. Tim, 
Yeah. Right? I think his name's and Tim. And Tim and his dad. I forget his dad's name. I don't think it's his dad. It's just either. Pikachu. Yeah, so so Tim and oh, his... Oh, he's no his, longer Pikachu. Yeah, Tim and his dad, who is... Alpha, Tim and yeah. Ryan Reynolds uh, <laughs> are running... They're working together at a detective agency. Like, they, they create, like, a family detective agency, and they both work in the business together now. A little bit of a time skip. Uh, maybe, like, a year at most. This is going to happen, like, right after. So... Name's Harry. Dad's name's Harry. Harry. Got it. Okay. Tim and Harry, the only really two important characters. That girl's name is um that girl's name is Lucy. Oh, you know what? That is I thought about something with her. We'll get to that. Okay. Those uh, are really only three important characters. Everyone yeah. else is kinda of like a criminal. Yeah, sorry. Again, I I just you know me, I do this all off the cuff, so I Detective uh, Pikachu streaming on Netflix? What? What? Oh shit. I just I just got my afternoon apparently out for me. I'll say February seventh. Uh, but anyway, Tim and Harry working detective agency, doing odd jobs, uh, busting out the remnants of the, the R, uh, chemical that are still out there. Uh, maybe even looking into, into some villainous organizations that us game fans might remember. Uh, shocker. Shocker. I mean, we have referenced to Team Rocket through Mewtwo's escape from Kanto 20 years ago in the movie. So yeah, he's literally like not the, is he, he's not really the main antagonist, is he? Not really. It's that old guy. Yeah, somehow Pikachu's able to keep up with him. Well, whatever. Anyway. I mean, you know, Volt Tackle's pretty strong. Anyway, uh, so they're running their detective agency. They get a call from... Uh, I'd say they have contacts with the international police, like the okay. Pokemon game version of the police. Uh, get Looker in there. Yeah. Just wait. <laughs> uh, damn it, you're spoiling it. Uh, so, yeah, they, they get called up by the international police, you know... They're like, hey, you should help with something. Something weird's going on. We're just kind of calling in all hands on deck. Uh, I know you're a little new at this and you just got out of this, but we need your help. Come to the Hoenn region. Mm. We need your help with something. Fly them out to the Hoenn region. Great establishing shots. Pokemon, Pelipper's flying around. You land at uh, the Oras City where the battle tower is. I feel like you picked the region you have the least experience in. It's true. It's true. Uh, yeah, whatever. They they arrive at a town. It's whatever. <laughs> they fly in an airport. This you it, get the, the idea. The name of the town isn't really important. The name of the town is going to be the name of the town in the games. It's where in Oraz the battle frontier would be, but it isn't because Pokemon hates us. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in that town, at the in the post game of Oraz, you find a certain detective there. With uh, who who this lady who found him who's nursing him back to health uh, in her home said that he just washed up on the beach one day and he doesn't remember he's had amnesia. Is his name Link? He's got uh, <laughs> well. They they arrive and they you know they're ushered in by the international police because there are some agents there. Uh, Nanu could be one of them yep. from Sun and Moon because that's like the only other international police person we have. <laughs> uh, also, but actually no, I'll, I'll get to that later. Uh, but yeah, he goes in, they go into the house and, you know, they talk to this guy, you know, he's got some, some shorter hair kind of out in front of his head a little bit at the front, uh, brown detective Jack, just a pretty standard noir, uh, uh, brown detective outfit. They're like, what happened? He's like, I don't remember my name. The only thing I remember is my name. And they're like, what's your name? It's like, looker, title card, detective Pikachu, as something you know subtitle looker oh, oh we'll think or, of a title yeah we'll think of a title but you know that's the title card and i want 
this to, you know, I just want them to work with the international police, but I think this would be a good way to introduce Ultra Beasts. Mm-hmm. Because I think real life looking Ultra Beasts would be sick. Yeah. Like they're so freaky and even crazier looking than Pokemon. I think it'd be awesome to see like a real life Guzzlord or Pheromosa running around or Kartana as well. But in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, Looker looks in <laughs> looks into the Ultra Beast case with Nanu as well as Annabelle, who in Emerald version is a frontier brain in the Battle of Frontier. But in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon and Sun and Moon, she's an international police officer. That's because she is what's called a faller. So fallers are people who fell into uh, ultra wormholes, wormholes yeah. and uh, just kind of came out in an alternate dimension. So that Annabelle in Sun and Moon is the Emerald Annabelle, but she has amnesia. She doesn't know who she is. So Looker takes her in, and now she's part of the International Police. Uh, so I think having her there would be cool. Nanu as well. Nanu would just be a great live-action character. That's also a great way to introduce a bunch of different characters, those wormholes. Yeah, I, I think so as that well. That we already know. You know, you get multi, you know Pokemon is just a big multiverse, yeah. so putting them all in. Uh, there's a theory that Wally from Sun and Moon is a faller. Man, that video is going to haunt us forever. The whole region, uh, yeah. Yeah, but because Wally is a boss in the battle tree, uh, and whereas Red and Blue, who are also bosses in the battle tree, have been significantly aged up, Wally seems to be the exact same age. So theory is that he could be a faller. But Annabelle is a faller, and... It's, it's almost like she has, like, a scent that attracts Ultra Beast to her because she's a faller. Is that a thing in the games? That is a thing in the games. Uh, and apparently there's some hidden backstory about, like, Looker's last partner getting, like, killed by a Guzzlord. Jeez. Like, like I, I only just learned about this now. It, it might not be true. I just saw kind of rumors about it. But I think that would be a really cool, like, backstory for Yeah, Looker, it would be. Where, you know, now he has Annabelle, who he wants to protect a lot. And, you know, I think that would be a cool relationship. Like uh, a side story, yeah. So, yeah. Kind of b plot there but what i want another reveal to be is that lucy is also a faller because we don't see you know her with any parent she seems to live alone but she does have red hair and she has a psyduck so eventually i want the reveal to be you know she kind of starts getting her memories back with the coercion of looker and the international police and some more, you know, maybe like flashes as amnesia, amnesiac people in movies tend to do. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm not a, rep- I wasn't a reporter before I was a gym leader. My name's Misty. I was the gym leader of Cerulean City before in another dimension, time yeah. and place. And then I, I, I just think that'd be super cool. We well, can add some in some, I don't even think you need legendaries in there. Maybe Necrozma. Yeah. Be, being like the, you know, the the reason the ultra wormholes are opening in the first place have evil organization evil organization of the week uh be the one that's kind of also helping out with opening wormholes and causing chaos could be the aether foundation get fucking Luzamine and uh her her family and their gladion lily as well i have an idea what's up as far as legendary okay what if like what if like they try to get like Palkia to close like the wormholes. I was about to say, I was about to say, space time themed things yeah. also. Well, Palkia is the master. Of yeah, Palkia is master of space. So that yeah. maybe he gets pissed off, right? <laughs> Stop. So like Necrozma's out, and then Palkia just comes out of nowhere and fights Necrozma. That would be a cool. That would be a cool fight, yeah, wouldn't it? That would be. 
And, and you know, it can just be crazy like that. It doesn't yeah. need to be connected to the villain. Palky can just show up out of nowhere because that's what he is. He's just the god of space. It doesn't really have to be a plot. I mean, you just... You're, I just think those cool reveals would be super yeah, cool. Yeah, you're there to like, see the characters. Like, because Lucy's obviously a mystic character. She has a Psyduck. She's, you know, follows the main red character hair, around. Yeah. She's got the red hair. I mean, Misty doesn't have to have red hair, but normally she has, like, red orangish hair. Yeah. But I think it would work in the con. I think it'd be super fucking yeah, cool it would to be. just add more like game characters wherever you can. Yeah, for sure. I have no idea for roles, like for roles for Looker, Annabelle. Well, you have Nanu. yeah. We have Justice Smith and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Justice Smith. My- oh God, Ryan Reynolds would just make it, just bridge that gap so well. He I would think. having comedic action. He'd between, be tw- like, he'd be twenty points of the movie just alone. Absolutely, he would be like it'd be a five out of ten with. Without Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds would just make out Who or make up could the rest. Play Looker. Let's just figure out Looker because he's the main. He's the big one. Um, yeah, I was thinking like, how old's Looker in the games? Like, do they say? They don't say. I think he's I was like, like 40s, thir- I was about to say he's 40s. like yeah. late thirties, probably. Hmm. I was thinking for some reason I was thinking like Matt Damon or something. I thought of Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman for Looker. I think he'd fit the bill. I was thinking maybe because Matt Damon's good too. I, I'm thinking Hugh Jackman because he played uh, Pokemon all of them spending their billions of dollars. I know spending their billions on these great A actors, but <laughs> Hugh Jackman on like you just gave me the idea because Hugh Jackman played like a grizzled old man character in uh, in Logan. Oh, I think I just he could have another one. I think he could. I think he could be Nanu. Yeah, but I think I think he's a little too big to be Nanu. To be honest, like even just too muscular to be yeah. Nanu. But I, Robert Downey Jr. He's played Sherlock. Oh shit! As Looker, absolutely. I think that'd be great. Ryan Reynolds and and, and him. RDJ. Yeah, that would be pretty good. That'd be really good. Really good. And I cover like patches been Sherlock too. But I like RDJ better. Just looks more like Looker. Yeah, it's true. And like you shave off the facial hair, get the hairstyle done. I think that'd be I think that'd be good. Yeah, RDJ is Looker. <laughs> RDJ is Looker would be pretty good. That would be really just good. A, just alongside Ryan Reynolds would be so good. Oh, yeah, that'd be funny. That'd be really good. Uh, Annabelle is rough. Annabelle, I don't really have a preference for that. They can really pick anybody. Uh, and they already have, we already have our, you know, Misty. What character. about that Lucy girl? Like, Tim's love interest. Like, I put like, love interest very lightly. Is she just not here? <laughs> Lucy? She can just stay in the whatever region. No, she's, I mean, she's she's a reporter. She's going to see all these ultra wormholes. Story of the fucking century. She's going to oh, be yeah, with them right. all right. the way. The, Maybe she even works with them. Is it like, the Kanto region they're in? Is that the region they're in the very... Above? They're in the... Because I see uh, there's Torterra's there. Like, I don't know if... No, they're in, they're in a new region specific to the movie. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, I forgot... I think they're I, in. I, I think that's the, the case. I have the plot right here. I can figure out where the hell they are. <laughs> yeah, but you know, in this movie, way more Pokemon battles. Also, like Looker has his Crow Gunk. Yeah. Annabelle. Annabelle is going to be hard because she has legendaries in the games. That would be tough. Like she has, like she has Raikou, Suicune, and Entei in the games. Right. So they don't. They don't say um what like what region they're in specifically. It just says they're in a. Pokemon Universe. Rhyme City. Rhyme City is the name of the city. Yeah, yeah. that's the city. I think it's in a regular, uh, just, just a kind of generic region. Maybe we get the maybe we get the reveal of what region they're in. Mm-hmm. But, huh, yeah, it, it could just be a completely separate region. To be yeah, honest. it really could be. And then they just fly out to to Hoenn, uh, for that for the beginning. And then I I don't know where they. Would, I don't think they would stay in Hoenn. No. Uh. I just want that to be like the where they find Looker, 
because I feel like you know amnesia plots are cool, but now yeah. you have like several people with amnesia. So yeah, because of the wormholes and stuff with yeah. the wormholes. So I mean, alter wormholes could appear all over the world as well. So I'm just trying to think if you're going to if you're going to the Hoenn, do you need to see Groudon, Kyogre, and Rayquaza? Maybe like in like carvings or something. Maybe they go find Steven. That'd be to cool. see like. I don't know. I think Steven. they need to find if if it's Ultra Beast, they will probably have to find their way to like Alola, because that's where they're from. That's where they, Ultra Beast yeah. came from in the game, and that's if we're going with Aether Foundation, or T- I feel like Team Rocket could do this too. Yeah, but Aether Foundation is the one that's mostly like Ultra Beast focused, so I feel like that would be a good place. But they can mix the lore around as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean hell, Looker doesn't even need to have amnesia if you don't want to. I, I just thought that'd be a cool starting point for the movie. Yeah, again, that'd be a cool plot as well. But yeah, but in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, he doesn't seem to have, like, amnesia or anything, so it could just be, like, Looker himself calling them up being like, hey, need your help over here. Yeah. Fly out to a Lola sunny beach area. Yeah. So. I like that. That'd be... Just I, I just see chaos in the Pokemon universe. Yeah, chaos. Just chaos in the un- Pokemon universe. Cool reveals that tie into the games, you know, with Annabelle, and then the Misty reveal. Just be yeah, it'd be sweet, super cool. But yeah, that that's my first pitch. So I'll let you uh, take right. the well, the first my, my take first, the wheel. Yeah, my first pitch won't be too descriptive. I just thought, what if we could make a Paper Mario movie, like an animated one, and just make it a comedy? Oh yeah, I think that'd be great. And just like the writing, just hire the same writers because Paper Mario's writing's off the charts. Yeah, exactly. You're, you only really need a plot because it's a Mario game. <laughs> I don't really know what you would do, but I was just thinking of a, co- a comedy. Like, yeah, maybe you should get Luigi go there and do stand up, and that's the whole movie. Of course. I mean, I, I still think it'd be a little hard because Mario. Are, are we saying Mario still can't talk in this? I I don't know. We'll break the. I mean, I, I mean, a lot of comedy can be done with that. Yeah. alone anyway. He so. can have a voice, sure. Really? Yeah, I'm fine okay. with it. I don't care. It's just Paper Mario. Uh, hello, Luigi. My name is Mario. It's <laughs> the first line of the movie. Who's, my- who's voicing Mario? Charles Martinet? Sure. We'll bring him back. Oh, my God. Okay. Fair enough. Sure, we can bring him back to voice Mario. I don't know. That was my first idea. It was a Paper Mario movie, but then I just dove deeper into my brain, and of course, I picked Legend of Zelda for my series, mm-hmm. an animated movie, and it's going to be a Link origin story. Uh-huh. Like complete okay. like completely separate from like the game timeline. With still references and stuff like Sonic, it's its own universe, but yeah. I have like you Link's dad's a big part of the movie. Okay, you have okay. I put the Yiga clan in there because I don't know what other villains like The Yigas. Yeah, so the Yigas is the bad guy. You have Zelda, you have like King the King I'm not gonna say King Rome, you can kinda of make the Kings or whatever, because then that makes it like Breath of the Wildish and mm-hmm. I don't want to like it's a separate universe and stuff like that. Yeah. But I was thinking like a link, like a link origin story, I haven't just I haven't thought of yet if I would give Link a voice. I, I'm leaning no. I'm leaning no too. I think. I mean, with Nin- I feel like with those more serious Nintendo properties, because my my second one kind of links into that, but my character will have a voice too. But I think it'd be more atmospheric based, mm-hmm. like if the character didn't have a voice. That way, not everything has to be, you know, dialogue or, or a fight. Yeah. Like, you can just experiment with some more subtle ways of showing the mute character's yeah. emotions. I think it'd be, a, it'd be a tough task, but I think they could do it. Yeah. Mine's animated, too, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, you said. You said okay, yeah, animated movie. But, uh, yeah, so my... No Tom Holland is... Yeah, no, no, fuck is no. Like, fuck no. <laughs> fuck. no. I'm not giving Tom Holland $15 million to go stand up there and be quiet. Yeah, no, of course. And of do course. no stunts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So my my general like my general thing here is 
I guess I can just pull it up and just like read so, the brief details. So uh, over how many years is this happening? So like, is Link a kid through the entire movie? I have movie Link. Or I have Link around age fifteen. Oh, okay. My synops- I'll read off my synopsis. Okay, go ahead. Uh, before he wielded the Jesus sword that seals the dar- that, that's the plot details. Oh, of the synopsis. Uh, okay, okay. Before he wielded the sword that seals the darkness, he was the son of the most accomplished knight in Hyrule, the now retired General Algar. I think that's a that's a medieval name. Uh, yeah, Algar. That's good. When the Eagle Clan seizes control of Hyrule and prepares to unleash a larger trail, need both father and son to find the power within them to drag him back from the edge. That's my plot. That's Ooh, my synopsis. So it's a father son sort of thing. Does Link have siblings? I was thinking about it because in the champion, in, in he's, the, a, he's a he has sister, a sister, younger sister, Errol, and he and he's had sisters in uh, other what's it, Wind, Wind Waker, Waker as well. Yeah, he can't have a sister. Sure, I mean you have a sister, just, chills, just one though, just chills out, just hangs out, just hangs two, out, two three lines out of Does there. Does he? I don't know. So sorry, I don't know why this is this is a pretty random point to bring up. Bring it. Do we get? Do we get a Pona? Is Epona the the Link uh, family horse? <laughs> the family horse. I don't know because the family's not of nobility. So I don't know how they'd be able to. I mean, there's a knight. He's the most accomplished knight. What do you mean he's not nobility? It says in the. It's. It, I. I looked up like um, details of like Link's dad, and they said he like even though he was like a knight, he wasn't of nobility. Oh, God, Rome's a Rome has terrible benefits for his work. Yeah, I know. Good God, no health care. Jesus, Rome. Where's the dental care? But yeah, I, I. I. It's gonna be animated, and like I have like additional details down here, and loaded my first details. Like seventy percent of my budget is going towards like fight scenes. Yeah, of course. I don't really care how good f- the story is. So if it's the Yiga clan, I assume Ganon's gonna be awakened at some point, right? So I'll, I'll get to the okay. We'll yeah, go, the go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. So my so here's how my movie's gonna start out. It's okay. gonna start out with Link training against. Algar's older guard because they're all like friends and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he's gonna be like clearly like Link has the he's clearly like a, t- a talented swordsman just like naturally he's beating up all these. Does like, Link be? I was about to say does Link beat the absolute socks off of these he's guys? Be, he's beating the socks off the old men, but then Dad comes in and kind of like beats his ass. Like, yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> you can see like clearly Link's like he's, he's he's nice with it, but Algar's nicer even though he's an older man. Yeah. I said then my my conflict kind of here is that like what I what I put I I put like there's no real like authority or like force like ruling hyrule because like they're like a like some sort of like political crossroad oh, where okay. like the king is trying to like establish a new ruling system and like zelda's too young to inherit the throne something like that zelda's mm-hmm. part of this movie too she'll also probably be around 15 oh gotcha and then seeing that like hyrule's kind of in like turmoil like the yiga clan like invades like hyrule castle via like the impersonations and like oh yeah they like they like sneak their way into the castle and they capture both like Zelda and the king. They like kill off like the royal guard. There's not gonna be it's not really like gory movie. Uh, is Zelda's mom alive at this point, or does he, or does she die in the Yiga invasion? Oh, that's a good idea. Just to show like these the Yiga clans like Yiga, not to be the, with. the ruthless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like I like that. So Zelda's mom being there for about a half hour, uh, about five seconds, <laughs> about five seconds. She'll read off two or three lines, uh, say something tragic, then die. Um, and then the king and Zelda get captured. There's a guardian in the top room of my. <laughs> it's just Breath of the Wild's timeline. We, we're completely imagining Age of Calamity does not exist. Yeah, we're, we're completely. This is a completely separate timeline. Yeah, but it, it draws it heavy is. inspiration from. Yeah. what we know. I don't know what, or Hyrule, what you I don't know, know really. what Hyrule it would take place in, but I think just Hyrule on the big screen would be nice to see in an animated format. Yeah, of course. So. Impa finds Impa's in the movie. She finds oh, out because yeah. I feel like Impa's in every Zelda. Is game, Impa is this old woman Impa or is this young spry assassin? Young spry Impa? assassin Impa. Fuck yeah, yeah. Okay. We need young we need young Impa in there because Zelda's like younger, but still Impa. So Impa finds out like through channels and stuff in Hyrule Town that the Yukon just came in and just absolutely obliterated shit. Yeah, and that Lincoln is like family live on the outskirts of town, and we get like we get like a Saving Private Ryan where like Algar and his old guard and Link. 
with Impa and the Sheikah are now going into Hyrule to, to, to win the back, to win to win back like from the Yiga clan. And where am I at here? Uh, okay, so Master Koga reveals that he wants to use. He's he's like he'll, he'll he's like telling Zelda like, look, you're gonna use your blood to resurrect the body of Ganondorf, which is oh. in which is in the Yiga clan hideout. You're gonna oh. use your blood to resurrect this bastard, or I'm gonna kill this old man. You're, you're, I'm gonna kill your dad. And Zelda being 15 is like, fine, I'll do it. So like the as they're making their way, like the, you know the Yiga and like Breath of the Wild, they like pop up out of nowhere and then yeah. you fight them. That's what's gonna. It's gonna be like a bunch of grill skirmish battles where you have the Sheikah and the and then the guards plus Link and and they're just fighting off the Yiga. But like it's like it's like saving Private Ryan where like they slowly like lose their forces along the yeah, way. Yeah. And like the old men are clearly like getting worn down and some of them like even maybe like killed. And mm-hmm. so we get to the, again, no plot up to here. It's just mindless battling. Yeah, of course, of course. And then we get to the, we get to the Yiga clan hideout. It's not in Hyrule Castle for some reason. I didn't want to make it too Breath of the Wild where like the Yiga somehow like, oh, the Yiga clan is underneath, is underneath yeah, the yeah. castle. But yeah, 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 of course. I have it in the Hebrew region because I think it'd be cool to see like snow, like the Hebrew. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I guess they are technically in the Hebrew region, but they're just like. I, th- I think it's in the. Oh, what's the region called? The desert region. It, I think it might be called the Gruda region. Whatever. I mean, the they're, all, they're like literally they're bordering at. the yeah, Hebrew Yeah, literally. In the, yeah, so the Hebrew region not too far off. So they go in there. Impa leads a frontal assault in the hideout to like lure out the Yiga. And then Algar and Link go take on Koga two on one. That's fucking cool. That, okay. Yeah, that's my idea. And like... It's almost like I'm trying. Like, I can't think of any specific examples, but like Zelda's like close to bringing back Ganondorf like back to life. Is this like a like a an Ashen Wolves thing where like the blood is like f- like kind of flying out of her body into something? Oh yeah, like the, and like, that's kind of like the process. So like yeah, a I, certain I, amount of blood will do it. So she's like almost yeah, I like drained. that. So it's almost like so it's all, yeah, it's almost done. And then Link and Algard like <laughs> Algard's going to get mortally wounded because he's all like he's uh, old I, and he's worn down I, I and. He's, yeah. he's old, he's worn down, and then, like, as the as the movie progresses, Link, like, gets even, like, better with, like, his skills, so... Yeah. I have, I have Link, like, it's kind of, like, Hero of Time stuff. Like, he, he does, like, he does, like, a parry, and, like, time, like, slows down. You can, like, see, like, oh, time slow down. Okay. yeah. And it's, yeah. like, he, like, deals his, like, finishing blow to Konkoga. And, again, it's not really, it's not really a gory movie, like... Does Link fucking kill Koga? Yes. Holy shit. Because Koga's just, like, a title that gets passed down, like, so... You can just have another Master Koga. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just imagining another way you could separate this from Breath of the Wild. Uh, yeah, please help me out with this. Yeah, so so I, I assume Link, like, sees his father get mortally wounded and then yeah. goes into, like, you know, you know beast mode yeah. as, as normal in a fight scene. Yeah. I, I, sorry, the, just how I imagine that scene, as soon as he, like, does, like, a move or something, the Triforce of Courage just oh, that'd be s- flares to life. Oh, that'd be sweet. Oh, that could be another B plot too, because clearly Zelda has the pe- Triforce of Wisdom. Maybe like all three components need to be in the same room for Gandorf to get resurrected, uh, and Koga just doesn't know who has the courage one. Yeah, and then he just conveniently needs to be there. But this isn't a goofy Master Koga either. This is like a. Is this like a? This is this more this serious. This is like a Suga one. more. Yeah, like. yeah, this 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 isn't like a. I'm gonna eat bananas. He's like, like I'm a fat asshole yeah. eating no, bananas. He, he's he's like a killer because he kills the mom. Like that's kind of like the okay. This isn't the goofy Master Koga in the game. Yeah, this is like a real one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah more like Suga. But I, I like that. And then, like, he does the time, he does the slow down time, and then he sees, like, oh, he's, so he, oh, like, oh, I'm fucked. And then, and then he, <laughs> then he, I almost wanted to have, like, that kick he does to pin the anime. Like, he kicks him, like, against a wall and just, like, finishes him off. Yeah. Oh. And then, yeah, Algar dies. And then I have the ending, which teases, like, more Breath of the Wild stuff. Of course. So they're at a political crossroads. I have the ending. The, the king is, like, too old to rule, and Zelda's too young to rule. 
I have like a like in the end of Justice League when there's like a round table and there's a bunch of empty chairs. Like each chair is like for each like race. Oh, for each champion. Yeah, like the like the Gerudo, the Zora, the, the Zora, Gerudo, the... and the Gorons. I think those are the four main races. Those are the four main races. And yeah. the Hylians. And the Hylians. So there's a five. I, I think that I think that's a cool idea. You have five like you have like five chairs. Oh, and that's like, totally a Justice yeah, League thing. Yeah, yeah that's it is. Good. Yeah, I like that too. That teases like future stuff. Algar gets buried, and then my Algar. Oh, Algar tells Link to go to the Lost Woods. Before he dies. Oh, so in this movie we don't we don't get Master Sword no, at all. But the post the mid credit scene is there's a, there's a thick fog and there's just a glowing sword and Link walks up and just grabs it and you don't that's it. You don't see him pull it. Doesn't out. have enough hearts. Yeah. <laughs> he dies. <laughs> that's, that's the end of the movie. That's how he gets reincarnated. That's the next link. Oh the deck machine like, wait, god damn it. No. <laughs> Fi just descends and picks up like his corpse and just flies and discuss the end of the movie. Uh no, that's really good. But no, yeah, he grips the sword. The courage thing lights up, and that's it. You don't see him pull oh, that's it out. So fucking cool. But yeah, I'm trying to think. I have other details. You're right. That's super fan service. Yeah, I that's had. So, oh, oh, it that's gets so even awesome. better. I have my length is. I'm not making this movie longer than an hour forty five because it doesn't have to be. Yeah. And course. my goal is at least a fifty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. <laughs> that's my, my critic score is a good fifty five percent. Okay. I have. Yeah, I have. I already mentioned all that stuff. Um, after Zelda gets saved, she's gonna hug Link because I need to give some Z Linkers some bait. You gotta get some. Although, although Zelda and Link don't really know each other at this point. Like, yeah, they're just like starting familiar with each other. Uh, of course. Oh yeah, Link ascends to. I forgot the part. He becomes a. He officially becomes a knight. Because a knight. This, yeah. Like, Fifteen. Jesus, Rome. Yeah, I know. He becomes a. <laughs> you are gonna get thrown hey. into the line of fire. <laughs> you are going out there. <laughs> <laughs> you are gonna defend us. Yeah, and then I have I have some references here. So I have a pack of wolves is gonna lead the heroes to the, to the hideout from Twilight. That's gonna be uh, the Twilight reference. Okay. Well, are like the Sheikah gonna be like they have like because it's like a it's like, a, like it's, trackers. It's, it's like a snowstorm. So they're, oh, okay. they're, the wolves are gonna come out and be like, look, follow us, and like, mm-hmm. so like all right, fair enough. Uh, I was gonna have flashbacks in the beginning of like young Link. Yeah, fighting its algorithm that could be like Ocarina reference, mm-hmm. and then just other like voice stuff as well, like how Zelda says like in the I forget the Link. exactly what she, <laughs> I forget exactly what she says in Breath of the Wild, but like, courage need not be forgotten. No, what she says to Link when he's getting like officially knighted, like in the first memory. Like, oh yeah, like whether games. Yeah, like weather like through a dr- the bl- a dr- a drift in, in the seas of twilight. Yeah, something like that. Or, like you know, reference like three games in one line. Yeah, but, like yeah, yeah something yeah, like yeah. that. And yeah, I was gonna, my only role here, and this is. Basically, off of um, what's been going on recently, uh, I have J.K. Simmons as General Algar because he does um, he's a zombie man. He's everywhere, dude. He's he's really good, and I think that he'd be good as the father. I don't know who else could voice who. Like, I'm, I'm not going to bring back the voice actors in Breath of the Wild to do this one because I need to give them distinction, like different yeah, distinctions. Yeah. I can't have. I oh, love so that. so no more British Zelda. No more British Zelda. Fuck. <laughs> unless it's... unless we can get another British VA in there, but yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't know. Blink's obviously not gonna have a voice. I think yeah. I think Silent Link's the right move. I think so as well. I don't know who's I don't know who's in the voice Koga. That was my other one I was thinking of. Like who's like who can voice like an evil you wanna, Master Koga? Uh, I mean, I always go to the. Uh, sorry, Leon. Go ahead. I always go to the same guy. I've talked about him many times on this podcast. But uh, We're gonna get Chris Hackney to voice. We we'll give him a movie role. Ooh, maybe evil Koga. But, Hang on, Darth Maul voice okay, actor. Okay, there you go. Yep, we've talked about this. Hang guy on, hang on. What's his name? Sam Witwer, baby. All right, Sam Witwer's you voicing um, Master Koga. I mean, you might want to save him for when you do Ganondorf, but 
Oh, yeah. If yeah, you yeah. really need them. Yeah, because they come to me and there's a sequel. There's going to have to be Ganondorf in the yeah, sequel. Yeah, so if you need, you know, if you're going to save him, you, you can do both, honestly. He's yeah. very talented. But <laughs> the voice of Kurt you know, And now that one's dead, the other. Yeah, yeah that's You're fine. not voicing two characters in one movie. Uh, another, another person that I've come to like a lot as a voice actor is Matt Mercer. He's also in literally everything. Like he's Crom in yeah I do uh, yeah as I was, that's what I was thinking I'm like he, who is he that I know he's he is. McCree in you know these are all heroes but yeah. he he does villains as well because mm-hmm. I watch him on Critical Role he does that extremely well mm-hmm. uh, he does McCree he does uh, Jack Cooper the protagonist of Titanfall two yeah uh, you know he's in all my favorite things uh, Maddie Boy I was about to say Mr Mercer but I think that would be a good one as well <sighs> Zelda I really don't know many female voice actors to be honest yeah i don't like, know like not either. off the top of my head that are like that i know their roles and their histories you know mm-hmm. but hmm uh, i think laura uh play sorry Zelda. i'm just i'm just pulling from the only pool of voice actors i know which is critical role yeah that's uh, uh laura bailey's really good oh yeah she's she a, voiced who is she abby or she she ellie? was ellie which is weird because Ashley Johnson was Ellie in. Oh no! I know she was Abby. Okay. Laura, Laura Bailey was Ashley Abby. Johnson was Ellie. Yeah, I thought yeah, so. that's right. That's right. I think I think Laura Bailey would be a good Zelda, to be honest. A younger Zelda, yeah. A younger Zelda. Uh, but yeah, that this is why I kind of was like I don't know roles for my character, so that's why I was we're kind of running this off the fly. Yeah. No, that's really sick. I like how it's a shorter movie. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be like super no, long. No, it doesn't have to be fleshed out and long. Yeah, and you leave no, plenty you, of room you, open. You, yeah, you clearly know what the plot is. They're going to go save Zelda. Go like save that's, Zelda. that's the, the shocker. It definitely, look, it definitely is just a piece in a larger story, yeah. which I like. So Yeah, that's the, so yeah, that's my video game pitch. A Link, a Link origin story, if you will. We finally get to look at Link's dad a little bit. Um, really, the most, he's ever, most light, light he's ever gotten. I mean... It, it, yours is very similar to A Link to the Past, where Link's uncle like goes off to fight, you know, to save because he's a knight. So he goes off yeah. to save Zelda after the king after the kingdom is evaded by Ag and him. I think that's who Ganon is masquerading as at the beginning of Link to the Past. Uh, and you know, the, he kill Aghanim kills the king of Hyrule uh, and takes Zelda hostage, and Link gets a telepathic message from Zelda, so he goes after his uncle and finds him mortally wounded, and his uncle gives him a sword yeah. uh, and shield to go, or I guess he just gives him a sword to go and uh, fight evil. But, yeah, so it, it, that got, that gave me that kind of vibes, which is cool. Uh, what, what time are we at right now? Because I don't want to be too long in my last pitch. I might We could save it for another episode. For no, go, go ahead. We All owe right. them after our last episode. I guess, I guess we owe them a longer episode. After. Go ahead. After. What's your other pitch? So we Detective Pikachu two. Yeah, this one's actually a little less thought out, but it's go for it. We'll figure it out. I was gonna go for a Metroid movie. This has been rumored for a while. I know, I know, but I, I think it'd work. Honestly, I think you could just do the plot of one of the games. Yeah, like I think the the big plot that they could do was, is Super Metroid, animated or live action. I think you could. Mm, it's rough because. I think live action would be good for, like, the human characters. But really, the only human character would be Samus. Mm-hmm. Like, for most of the movie, where everything else would just be aliens. Yeah. Uh, you or, could write, or the you Galactic could... Federation, but that's only going to be in a few scenes. Yeah, you can write in other fem- female human characters. Yeah, both. Uh, yeah, why not? But, you know, I, either would be good. 
Uh, I was going to ask you for role ideas for Samus, but I'll talk about that in depth more. Uh, okay, I'll start thinking. Uh, she's going to have a voice okay. in this. Uh, Does she not in tra- traditionally? I mean, in the game, she doesn't talk, but in, in Other M, the worst rated, me- the like the most hated in Metroid game, the Sonic 06 of Metroid, basically, okay. uh, she does have a voice for the first time, uh, which I think she should keep. Yeah. Because I want her to have, I, agree. I, want the, I want it to start off with a monologue from Samus herself. Talking about how you know my name is Samus Aran. I'm the I'm the best bounty hunter in the galaxy. Uh, I like that. Yeah. I you know this is what I do. I I'm literally it's hard. I'm trying to think of like what her headspace is at the beginning of the game. I want her to be kind of bored because like she's literally the best. So every job that she does, easy. Like she says, there's no challenge. She says, I was I was tasked by the Galactic Federation to wipe out an entire species off the face of a planet, and I did in the course of like a day. <laughs> that's Metroid Prime because that's Metroid Two, yeah. where she wipes out all the all the Metroids, and she's like, except for one, because it's the baby Metroid that hatches at the end. Mm-hmm. Like I turned it over to the Galactic Federation and didn't think t- twice about it. They're the only people who give me jobs that are worth my time or money anymore. So I feel like I'm more of an employee for the Galactic Federation than a free bounty hunter. Yeah. So that's kind of the headspace I want her to be in. Uh, she's kind of bored. Then she gets it. She's like, moments after I left the Galactic Galactic Federation, I got a distress call that the base was breached. I came back. I, I want her to be kind of monotone too. Yeah. To be honest, like I want her to just be this grizzled, just seen it all bounty hunter. Yeah, I like that. And that fitter, and she goes right back to the space station. Ridley and his men have breached through, gotten the last baby Metroid, and have gotten out of there. Does Ridley have uh, a voice or no? I don't. It's hard because Ridley factors into Samus's backstory in the lore. He killed and ate her parents. Uh, I I don't think so. I think I want this to be a, a piece in a bigger story as well. Okay. So I want this to be more of an atmospheric movie. Just to show off Samus's, you know, skills and the general universe that you're thrown into, uh, it's not going to follow exactly Super Metroid. It's just going to have the basic Elements, premise and yeah. conflict because I want the adventure to be a bit longer than it is in Metroid because you just go to one planet, planet Zebus, and then you fight Ridley's forces and then get the baby Metroid, or uh, and you beat Mother Brain again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want her to have to kind of planet jump to get there. So maybe like they stop off and they. Uh, and at each plant they stop off at, as she's chasing them down, uh, you know, there are different fights, but she also discovers clues on what they want the baby Metroid for, and they're, she's going to reveal that, you know, they want to clone the Metroids, since, you know, she killed... The Metroids are one of the most dangerous creatures in the galaxy, uh, because they just suck energy, and they're basically indestructible unless you hit them with ice shit. So, I want her to, like, figure out the clues of, like, okay, they want to clone the baby Metroids and re- weaponize it. You know, this is who's behind it, Mother Brain. And then maybe she runs into other bounty hunters, a la... Uh, I kind of want it to be a Mandalorian-style thing. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. It's kind of hard, because I feel like Samus might need a companion, but I don't know who to give her. I think maybe, like, an AI uh, companion, like she has in Metroid Fusion, which turns out to actually be, like, the consciousness of someone from her past. Okay. Which is pretty Which is pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, so that can be mixed around, but I kind of wanted to be a Mandalorian thing. She runs into other bounty hunters. Some, you know, she's on friendly terms with. They're like, hey, what's up? Let's get a drink. Talk about what's going on. Others, she has to fight because they've been hired by Ridley to slow her down. Uh, the fight with Ridley, I think, will be really cool. Yeah. Climactic finish. 
Uh, and he can die because he gets resurrected all the time. Ridley like, does. With, like, robotic, you know, meta Ridley. Yeah, meta Ridley stuff. All like sorts that. of crazy shit happens with him. They clone him and make him into different things. So he can die at the end, no problem. <laughs> uh, we can murder him. I think Mother Brain obviously has to be the end. I want it to be the same ending as Super Metroid, where you where she finds out that the baby Metroid that she saved has massively grown into this behemoth Metroid, but it recognizes her and it recognizes her as the one who you know saved it and mm-hmm. like, or spared its life rather. Literally, that she was the first person he or the Metroid saw when it hatched. So kind of like a mother uh, baby yeah. relationship. So you know leaves that. And she, it kind of like flies away, like just kind of, it kind of doesn't, it's an alien, so it doesn't really know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and it was literally kind of force fed and grown. To be so, like a yeah, yeah, weaponized. It's still kind of, it's not like a mature thing yet, even though despite its size. But, you know, Samus fights her way to, to Mother Brain, who's just a brain in a jar. So she just <laughs> blows that shit. To, I, I like to think that Mother Brain starts giving this, uh, you know, this speech. It's like monologue. Samus doesn't even give her the time of day. Blasts her right in the middle of the monologue. Uh, but then, like, a cybernetic body rises from the ground with Mother Brain on top of it uh, and just starts beating the shit, like, absolutely destroying Samus, like, in the game. Nothing Samus can do can harm it. Yeah. She's absolutely brutalized. And then, right when she's about to do the finishing blow, the baby Metroid, obviously now the giant Metroid, yeah. comes and attaches itself to Mother Brain and sucks out all his energy and then starts and then attaches itself to Samus. Saves it. And she braces herself, but she gives the energy you know, Keep like, back alive, to yeah. her to, to like get her suit back up and ready, you know, get her back. But then as she's doing this, Mother Brain gets back up and like punctures through the the Metroid. The Metroid and kills it just like in the like this is literally like what beat for beat in, right yeah. right in the Super Metroid. And you know, just for being such a like an old story you know, I feel like it would translate well. Yeah, to, for sure. It definitely sounds like it know, does. Especially when you have like maybe, maybe she learns more about the Metroids, and maybe she's like, I don't, I don't really know why I'm going after this. I don't know why I'm pursuing this so feverently, despite you know, because we have established she's super bored already, mm-hmm. so she doesn't know why she's doing this. But you know, maybe there's like just it, it, it's implied that there's a connection between her and this this baby Metroid at least a little bit. Yeah, you know, maybe some regret for wiping out an literal entire species for <laughs> some mad scientist. Basically, maybe just the you know the hint that she does have some moral. She doesn't just do highest bitter stuff. Uh, I like the Mandalorian. Yeah, I like the Mandalorian, basically. But yeah, I think you know that then you know Mother Brain kills Baby Metroid. She now powered up with the baby's uh, Baby Metroid's power. She unlocks the hyper beam, just like in Metroid, uh, Super Metroid. You know, rainbow colored beam just absolutely eviscerates. Bl- yep, eviscerates this uh, uh, this mother brain. I mean, she comes back all the time. Too, yeah. So uh, and then I think we need to have a classic self destruct scene where the planet's about to blow up, and you have a she has a limited time to just get the hell out yep. of there. And also, like in the game, I think this would be a nice little character arc or character progression for her. In the game, there's a little secret room as you're leaving the planet where you can find a bunch of huddled animals, like native to the planet, that if you don't help them, they'll die. Like, they'll die in the explosion. So you can, some even in some speedrunner categories, they will go out of their way to <laughs> save the animals uh, and get them out of there, even though it hurts their time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think that'd be a really like nice. Again, the whole ending is going to be a direct reference to Super Metroid. Yeah. But I'd like. Basically, the beginning and end are just Super Metroid. 
but the middle is going to be having a bunch of like inspiration from like Mandalorian thing where they planet hop. You have Metroid Prime sort of stuff coming in here. Maybe you have some uh, planet names dropped or character names dropped. Uh, Fusion as well, I think would be good where if you like have to explore abandoned bases and such. Fight with Ridley. I think you need to have the fight with Crate as well, the big reptilian mm-hmm. guy as well, but that would probably be on the ending planet as well. Uh, where all the boss fights, I assume, yeah. happen. So Just a gauntlet. Yeah, not a lot, not too much. I mean, there's some character ve- development for Samus as well, uh, you know, with her. But she doesn't really know why it's happening. Yeah. Like, it happens kind of unwillingly for her. Uh, it's just kind of an impulse, uh, which I feel like could be expanded on in later uh, movies. You know, keep it open uh, for, like, uh, getting into Samus's past with her family, what happened to them. Yeah. Because I feel like other M had the right idea but executed horribly. executed not super well so i feel like a retelling of that would be a good second movie where yeah. you delve more into samus's past but i feel like this new movie or this first movie would be a more like i said atmospheric i feel like that fits metroid a lot better yeah for sure uh, you know samus is mostly you know one singular personality uh through and through but you you have a hint of that there's something more right from the beginning, and then that is sort of like drawn out just a bit more, uh, you know, with her uh, relationship to the baby Metroid, and then her saving the animals at the end is kind of like a yeah, that's also part of her character yeah. as well. Uh, and I believe the monologue at the beginning would like set up all that as well. So yeah, I I really like that a lot, and like you said, it's just I think I don't know the video game movie genre is weird because I feel like I think they would be better if they were shorter. I agree. I think shortening the length because you're not be you're not there to you're not there to you know get some elaborate story. You're there to see your favorite characters in their environments on screen. Mm-hmm. I agree. And you know, it's nice when a movie like Detective Pikachu or Sonic comes out where there's like actually an okay story and along yeah. with everything we just said, like the main draw of Detective Pikachu is absolutely seeing the Pokemon on screen. They kill that. Like of that's course. really yeah. good. And like Sonic looks amazing in his world too. And like the movies that we just pitched are like. Yeah, sure, the story's going to have, like, issues and stuff like that, but as far as, like, seeing, like, Samus or Samus, like, flying around in space on her ship and, yeah, like, yeah. fighting Ridley and the Mother Brain or even Link, like, seeing Link on... Link an, fighting an anim- Koga. Yeah, yeah an, animating, an animated Link and his dad, who's never really referenced in games, fighting, like, a, like a Master Koga, like, while, like, the body of Ganondorf's, like, being I, resurrected super by fan Zelda. Service. It's amazing. Yeah, that, that, that's, really, that's really all these movies try to be, and even older ones, like... Advent Children's very fan service-y like I think that. that's all they should be. Really. Yeah, exactly. Like, They're, you're not there to get a... I think that will be more profitable that way, too. Yeah, for sure. You're not there to get a movie like the, the what the fucking Godfather. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're, there, you're, yeah. you're there to watch your favorite video game characters be on the, their screen. Just be awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're there to see them kick ass and you know maybe learn something about themselves along the way, stuff like that. I, I, think, I think that's true. I feel like there's just... They're just trying to force video games into a movie mold, and it never works. No. Sometimes it does. Like, you have Sonic and Detective Pikachu are, like, the only good ones that I know of. Very, yeah. Mortal Kombat. I don't even know what Mortal Kombat's premise is, but apparently that's okay. It's okay. But. And every other movie, like, stinks. I mean, Detective Pikachu, I mean, that's, that's like, based on a spin-off Pokemon game, Mm -hmm. so that's a little different. Sonic just, I think Sonic did it pretty well it did i i, I would obviously watch that movie twice i was about to say sonic you can't really do i again i still think it, they forced it into the movie role a little bit like i just want a new genre of movie that's like based for video games you know like make yeah. redo the te- like retell the story of sonic 3 
You know, Sonic 3 and Knuckles, they go to an island, Knuckles beats the shit out of him, takes the Chaos Emeralds, they need to get him back. Yeah. You know, you don't need human characters, you don't need dimension hopping, you don't need even that too much character development, or at least not in the standard way that you see it in uh, longer movies yeah. that you normally do, you like two-hour movies. video game movies that long. Like, we get, we get, we know what the plot is. Yeah, I mean, then, then you might get into, you know, like, if it's a shorter movie, you don't think it's worth the ticket price, and whatever, yeah, yeah. like that, but... I think just for the entertainment value, it would work better if they were, you know, an hour 45, you know. Yeah, I think so too. You know, some video games are are able to, with their own stories, go for that long. Like, yeah. if they make, I don't know why they would need to, but make a Last of Us movie. <laughs> like, that's already they're basically making a TV a show, right? I heard they're making a TV show. Yeah. I think it would work better as a... I don't know. Who knows? I mean, who, who knows? It it's already a story driven game. It's gonna be weird seeing it on the big screen. But that that's just again, we're not film, we're not film people. We're not even film majors. So nope. This is just our ideas for what probably our favorite form of media uh, could do to if video game movies are going to stick around. What yeah, we would like. It's to gonna see be interesting to see what the Mario movie does. I feel like that's gonna be. A, I feel like that's gonna be a flashpoint for video game movies for yeah, sure. Yeah, I agree. It's just how do you even how do you even do that? <laughs> We're gonna find out. And then Nintendo says they want to do more animated stuff, so I, we just gave them some ideas right there if they want to if they want to take up on it. But yeah, I mean that's all I got for episode forty one of season two. Yeah. Uh, other small bits of news: uh, Overwatch two just had a dev stream. Uh, first time we've heard about that game in a damn long time. Uh, they revealed some new maps, new character. Uh, you know people. New character people, new character designs <laughs> rather for old characters. Uh, I I haven't watched it fully yet. I've just seen kind of the aftermath on Twitter. Uh, a lot of people weren't super happy with it. It was it's kind of weird because this game is like your Overwatch one players are going to be able to play with Overwatch two players, which is nice. But it's just kind of weird how you know how are they going to make that sequel if yeah. they still need to keep that connectivity to Overwatch one. Uh, I feel like that kind of limits them a little bit, but. You know, I, I think it's a nice premise that hasn't been done too much before. Like, no player left behind. You kind of keep those players who don't buy the new game in the fold of the, you know, of the franchise, which is nice. For sure. So, you know, that that I can give them props on. Hopefully they execute it well when the game releases. And uh, also, I talked about Nino Kuni before on this podcast, uh, once before when I said about what games I was buying. Uh, apparently there's a sequel that I never knew about. And it's coming to Switch in September, September 17th. There's more stuff for you to buy. Yeah, of course. Nino Kuni, uh, Reverend, Reverend King, Reverend Kingdom, I think it's called. I'll look it up. Uh, and it looks like another action RPG. Uh, I, the fact that I didn't know it, this existed, I have no idea. But recently, my, my girlfriend has gotten on kind of a Studio Ghibli uh, kick she's been watching you know every single movie that she can uh, relating to those and she's been sharing that with me as well and i've watched a few of them and again th- they're called uh japan's disney for a reason because damn they make fantastic work amazing universes and these two games were you know they have the ghibli art style like they worked on these games so uh i know nino kuni one is an absolute classic i still haven't finished it but it's still you know it's in my backlog uh God, the dreaded the dreaded gamer backlog. I've heard has been a, a curse for many people. Yeah, it's just such a lately. bad problem having so many games to play. Yeah, but uh, I am def. I'm, I've been trying to get uh, 
my girlfriend to get uh, Nino Kuni one, uh, you know, I might might save that as a, a present of some sort. Yeah. But uh, since you know, since she's on this Studio Ghibli kick, I might also try and convince her to get the second one if if it's good. Yeah. So, why not? Uh, yeah, I just thought I'd bring that up because that was something that I thought was cool. But other than that, I think that is everything I also have uh, for this episode. So, uh, All right. Yeah, thank you guys so much for being patient with us through our technical difficulties uh, of last episode and and hopefully watch uh, watching shit. Uh, lis- <laughs> it never goes away. No. Uh, listening to the end of this one. Uh, if you liked it, please, uh, you know, on behalf of Colby's birthday coming up, uh, the best birthday gift you can give him is to leave a rating. And on, a review. Yeah. And a review on, on Apple Podcasts. Tell us what you think about the podcast. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you want us to keep doing, what you guys want to see, what you guys thought of any of the topics that we thought in any particular episode. Uh, we would love to hear you guys' feedback and interface with you guys uh, because this podcast has grown uh, way more than I ever thought it would. So yeah, we are just a few plays off of five thousand total listens. Yeah, over this crazy to think about over this course, we're gonna reach that before we hit a hundred episodes. I think, which is yeah, wild, amazing. It is. So uh, thank you guys so much for spreading around. We it's also crazy to just see the stats. Like we were just looking at them beforehand. Fifteen uh, percent of people that listen to this are not even in the states. Yeah, it's wild. That's really, it's yeah. really cool. I would have never thought about it's, that. It's, yeah. it's interesting to see, like you know, the stats and see where everyone's listening from. So. Yeah, it's really cool. So uh, shout out to the international international listeners. I was about to say, I'm glad we have some people who can understand our our gibberish <laughs> in yeah, other countries. Which yeah, is it's interesting. really cool. But uh, Colby, tell them. Do you want to tell them where they can find our, our social medias to, to talk to us if they need us? Yeah, you're going to click on uh, details for this episode if you're on Apple Podcasts or I'm assuming on Spotify as well. And you're just going to you're just gonna click the show more section. You're going to click the description. You're going to find our social media handles for the podcast and personal accounts at Colby Warren on Instagram, at Tyler Samson on Instagram, and at T. Samson on Twitter. And yeah, you're gonna find that. You're gonna figure. You're gonna find all the information about the episodes coming out and all that good stuff. Uh, plus some. Um, Plus some bad tweets from both of us, so I mean, yeah, I get your feeling. I was about to say, mostly our our Twitter has kind of become a bubble of the outcasts, us and the random gamers corner. Like we just keep retweeting each other's stuff and liking our stuff. I'm about, uh, to, I'm about to fire off a tweet. You're right about now. to fire off a tweet right now. Yep. Uh, yeah, this episode is going to come out on Tuesdays. So with that, I would be surprised within that gap of time if something major doesn't come out because that's just our luck whenever we record. Yeah, these for episodes. some reason there's a direct on a Sunday and we're just like, say, what Nintendo is going Direct on? is gonna is probably gonna drop the the minute after we record this. So yeah, uh, but hey, you we'll, know we will be the first to angrily tweet about that. We'll, yeah, we'll lick our wounds. So we'll we'll keep it, you updated. But with that said, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, shit, I did it again. You distracted <laughs> me with the selfie. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening again. Uh, let us know what you thought about our video game movie pitches and let us know what uh, your video game movie pitch would be and uh, how you would go about that. But thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next week. Have a good one, gamers.